You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on the Cooligans, in the first segment, we talk about Jay Heaps getting fired from the New England Revolution after losing 7-0. Uh, not a very good uh, impression that he left on the other MLS teams. Uh, <laughs> and also 70K at the Benz, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Atlanta United, getting everybody in Atlanta to a soccer game. People are very impressed. Also, Colin Cowherd, oh, oh he, doesn't, he doesn't like uh, New York sports? He doesn't think New York sports is doing anything impressive? Get out of here, Colin Cowherd. <laughs> in the second segment, we talk to Drew. Connor, get in here, Drew Connor. <laughs> Colin Goward left. You got some space right in here. We talk about a couple things. We talk about his first season in the MLS with the Chicago Fire. We also talk about how wrong he and everyone in Chicago is about to eat dish pizza. <laughs> in the third segment, we get we go over some MLS matches. So many great games. RSL against Portland. RSL getting revenge for NYCFC from last week. Also, Atlanta, uh, they're ridiculous games. They're scoring all the goals all at, at Mercedes-Benz Arena. And also Montreal, Minnesota. Get getting a little maybe a little heated after even after that game. But oh, Abu yeah. Abu Danladi is uh trying to tell everybody, yo, Minnesota ain't the worst place to be. I promise. <laughs> it it ain't that bad. <laughs> All this and more today on the Cool Games. Hey guys, this is Drew Connor, homegrown player for the Chicago Fire, and you are listening to the Cooligans. Yeah, everybody. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> All right. Taking it back. Yeah. Kicking it old school over here. <laughs> what was uh, in the... Try getting in the shot here. In the shot. Okay. Come on. There we go. There Get we closer go. to me. I showered. <laughs> here we are. This uh, is, again, if you're listening to this, you have no idea what we're talking about. But if you're watching it, you know exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. Which, if you don't know, I don't know if you guys are loyal listeners to the podcast. You can also be loyal watchers of the podcast. You can watch us as we uh, do, uh, you know, subpar... <laughs> comedy podcasting right, right. Yeah. yeah why not li- why listen to us be mediocre when you can watch us be mediocre sure uh hopefully you guys enjoy it hopefully you guys like what we do um i love you guys uh everyone except jay slim jay slim that was the guy who left the negative review <laughs> remember that guy from last week oh you have not let that go oh no <laughs> well anybody anyway anybody uh, anybody <laughs> anybody uh, that's what that's who jay slim is he's uh he's an anybody more like an and nobody <laughs> welcome to the show everybody uh this is the cooligans uh my name is christian polanco and my name is alexis guerrero uh, yes and we host uh, a, a comedy soccer podcast uh, the funniest and the gulliest soccer podcast that is, in the goddamn world that's right we we are listed in uh, the Better Business Bureau as uh, the gulliest uh, soccer podcast in the world. Record holder, <laughs> third year in a row. Is this our third year? Uh, yes, we are, we are the number one uh, uh, comedy soccer podcast voted by JD Power and Associates. <laughs> you know, no one knows really what they do. So <laughs> the odds are they could be. They probably do rate yeah. soccer podcasts. At one point, I think they were like, just like, nah, we only fuck with SUVs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know anything they do. It was cars. I know they do something with cars. That's right. Um, yeah, they're in, you hear it on every commercial. Uh, and it just sounds... Yeah, it just sounds like it's important, and you want JD and Power to like you. I know, right? and their associates. You not not just yeah, not J- just them. <laughs> you got they have a whole crew with them. They got associates. Oh, you know what? I think JD Power is one person. Uh, it's not JD and Power and associates. No, no, no. It's JD Power. Is JD his name, Power, which 
great name. Great name. I mean, he should be yeah. he should be writing uh, you know a, a, a teen thr- a thrilogy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so. more like a trilogy. You know? <laughs> well, but that's that's a real word. Because it's true. But that's a regular. I know, word. but I threw an extra L in there. The, so. the pun. No, no, no. You can't see I threw the an extra L. <laughs> you can't see the pun if you just say it. I feel like if you know me and you know my steez, <laughs> you know what I was going. At. You know what I was getting at. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yes. Uh, well, yeah. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this. Uh, this I, I, we should start off with probably uh, a couple. A couple things just to get out of the way. Get all this out of the way. Uh, Atlanta. We're gonna be in you next week. <laughs> I hate people who say that. We're gonna be inside you. So dirty. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. We are gonna be sliding in and out of you <laughs> very right. quickly. That's right. Uh, and we, we probably will not call back. Uh, <laughs> no curve. Ghosted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> we uh yeah we are going to be in Atlanta and uh, you and I cannot be any more excited about this. Uh, this yes. is going to be amazing for the uh, Red Clay Comedy Festival. We're going to be doing a live show September twenty eighth, twenty eighth at six thirty p.m. And the Red Clay Comedy Festival is going to be a dope festival. That's twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and thirtieth. Mm-hmm. If you buy tickets to our event, you get tickets for a pass. You get that money off on a pass. So it's almost as if you're already per- putting that money into a pass. So you can go to the, every show if you want. That's right, all weekend, which we, is really uh, cool. Yeah, and we're also going to be doing stand up uh, on the festival. So. Yeah. The rest of the the rest of the weekend, we got shows, which is going to be really dope. I'm actually really excited about this because you and I have been talking about oh, comedy and soccer belong together. That's right. And finally, someone's it's like, a, it's a, okay, it's prove a, it. Yeah, it's a healthy. It's going to be a healthy marriage. Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, you know, you guys have just broken a record for single season attendance. So I'm expecting you guys to break a record for <laughs> attendance at a comedy podcast, okay? So if you want to find out how, how to get tickets, just check our social. Uh, we post them all the time. I think it's our pinned tweet. That's right. Yeah, just go. Or you on. can go to RedClayComedyFestival.com, right? RedClayComedy.com. I think it's Red Clay Comedy. Just Red Clay I mean, Comedy. no one goes to the website anymore. Everyone just Googles. Okay, so just Google like Red Clay a, uh, and, uh, Comedy Festival. We we announced it on social media. I don't think we mentioned it on the podcast, but uh, uh, we announced uh, Julian Gressel will be one of the guests. Yeah, that's right. And we did announce this uh, uh, on on the podcast itself. Yeah, um, but we're also gonna have Brittany Arnold. Brittany Arnold. Brittany, she is. Uh, she works for Cubana. Cubana. She works for Fox Sports. We're gonna be drinking cafecito, <laughs> a little pan con manteca, un poquito pan tostado ahí. Oye, coño, te gusta el fútbol ese? ¿Por qué no recoge esa pelota y lo tira como un curbo? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think about twelve percent of our listeners in this. Oh, uh, buddy. Yeah, but that's let fine. me tell you something. Tropic Sounders Cuba is going absolutely <laughs> insane, and you know Osvaldo Alonso listens. You just know it that is uh, yeah very likely 100 uh, percent true <laughs> yeah after you accosted him at the mls cup I'm i cannot wait <laughs> to tell Brittany arnold that story that's she's just gonna be like yeah that's the most cuban thing that's ever happened in mls history uh but Brittany arnold she works for fox sports uh southeast and she also she works for the team she works for atlanta united she you'll see her on uh a, a lot of the media that uh that the team puts out she interviews a lot yeah. of the players uh and so we're really excited to have her on board it's gonna be really what's really her cool. perspective like you know yeah. let's find that out yeah. yeah i mean look we asked her to be on because she's cuban i asked her to be on. that's it i've got i honestly don't care yeah fuck and, decorum okay and if anybody comes up to us uh and uh and alexis is like yeah you cuban then, then you on the show get on the show <laughs> that's it that is the, the only prerequisite i'm gonna be wearing a guayabera which is that shirt that has four pockets me and Brittany arnold are gonna be playing do- uh dominoes okay and that's it done 
<laughs> this is like we're gonna so, have a cigar roller. <laughs> None of this is just happening. every single stereotype of a Cuban. You know what's funny? They're not that bad at stereotypes. We do all those things, okay? <laughs> They're not actual stereotypes. They're culture, okay? Okay, uh, sure. Then it, yeah. it's it's gonna be like if I, I said we're gonna be talking loud with our hands, which you can actually just watch me do that on this podcast uh, on the YouTube. Then I'll be like, oh, that's a stereotype. It's gonna be like a a, a Cuban appreciation night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, bring bring your uh, bring your most Cuban thought or something and share it with us uh your your cuban experience you know we'd love to hear it uh it, it was pretty weird uh, last was it last oh, week? by the way shots to poppy van trap i made a joke that uh she was the only cuban that uh britney was the only cuban and poppy van trap who follows us okay uh, she was like uh, <clears throat> uh there's another one she's also cuban and jamaican so those arguments must be amazing okay <laughs> All right, <laughs> all right. So I expect the the, the Cuban army full force. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Atlanta. Just, just <laughs> Jay Riddle was funny. He's like, "Oh, I got a couple of Uruguayans coming, and they're very upset with me right now." <laughs> that was very funny. Um, uh, so yeah, so uh, we want to make sure uh, you know people know about that and, and come out to that because uh, it's going to be really really fun. And and unique. we're going to be at the game on the twenty seventh as well. That's right. We're going to be so we're going to yeah. be at the game on the twenty seventh. Uh, we want to we're going to go early. We want to check out. I heard there's like a billion tailgates. We I thought we would get a chance to go to all of them. Turns out that's not going to be possible. But we're going to go to a bunch. So we want to hang out with some of the Terminus Legion and and you know the Footy Mob and and Faction and Resurgence and all you dudes uh, and and ladies. Uh, we want to hang out with all you guys. We want to try to meet up with everyone and uh we're going to be doing some video from uh the game itself uh we're getting that uh section out we're going to try to see if we can get credentials if we can we can kind of bounce around to all the different fan spots uh get in there with all the supporters and stuff and just check out the stadium you know it's going to be lovely so now that we got all that out of the way uh, uh, speaking of speaking of Atlanta, they I, I think they're probably responsible for the next uh, story. Oh yeah, no, they got a body. <laughs> Tata Martino should get a teardrop tattoo uh, and pour a little out for my dude Heaps. Jay Heaps uh, out as uh, the the manager coach for uh, for New England Revolution, former player. Yeah, uh, former manager of the New England Revolution. Former manager, yeah. A lot of formers. Former, okay. You need yeah. to update that resume, dog. Oh, man. Because <laughs> it's looking bad. Go to log in to LinkedIn, buddy. Time to update that page. Okay. See, you know, we'll, we may, we could probably give you a recommendation letter. We've seen some of the work <laughs> yeah, yeah. you do. I mean, the last year was a little bit rough. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'll, 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 you know, we'll do the right thing. But the body of work. The body of work. The body of work. <laughs> you know. You know, the, the, the consistent... Uh, uh, almost wins at the MLS Cup. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you know those those count for something. Yeah, I, you know it's it's tough. You know, but the guy's record was like, I think he had a losing record. I think it was something like seventy three wins and eighty one losses, something like that. And you know, tough season this year, but. At the end of the day, I mean, the guy got wasn't getting it done, you know, Not, and it was a rough year. Wasn't getting man. it done. Wasn't getting it started. It <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even he didn't even put it in yeah. the oven, you know. Yeah. Wait to say he was a pro, we mean procrastinator. <laughs> yeah, like the guy didn't even get it started yet. I mean, what? I mean, it's a shame because uh, I think this year, after getting what Kai Kamara in the middle of last season, I think they were, and he wanted to be out. Of, Remember, of, he of wanted Columbus. to leave. Yeah, no, he wanted to leave uh, New, England? New England as well. You think so? Yeah, right before the trade, the trade deadline. Oh, you think he he was just going there temporary? You think he didn't want? No, to he was intimated that he also wanted to leave there. Okay, well that well, uh, but but from Jay Heap's perspective, I think he was uh, pretty excited about 
that like the New England Revolution, like going forward, go, their their attack was going to be look pretty promising with all the great Juan Agudelo, Kai Kamara, Lee Wynn, Lee Fagundes, Till Bunbury. Bunber, yeah, they, yeah, it it, it looks stacked on paper. This is this is a hit. This is a this is a solid squad. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> you know, it's it's a great question. I mean, I think the um, the, a lot of their issues. I I don't want to say that, that they're necessarily all just like defensive because I think they have they have a, a, a strong uh, core defensively. You I mean that you we we talked about them a lot during the NYCFC game when they yeah. when they came to Yankee Stadium. You saw how just essentially how tough they were. They were just strong uh, a strong back line. But I, I I guess it's like that chemistry. They they, they just make. Um, there's a chemistry issue with the team, and and you have to say that it's it's the coach's responsibility to for to, sure to, to get that part sorted out. And and I think we saw last year, or was it? Uh, yeah, that was last year with uh, Jermaine Jones. How much of a difference he made? Maybe that's all it is. Maybe they just need a defensive midfielder. Jermaine jo- Jermaine Jones hasn't been in New England for like two, two years, two three years. No, it hasn't been three years. He was, he was with, at Colorado last year. He was at Colorado. Year. Wasn't he Cal- with Colorado yeah, for two years? LA, no, LA this year, Colorado last year. And New, New England, England before, that? before that, okay. yeah. yeah. But we saw how much of a difference he made. He goes in. Oh sure, right no. Away. When when uh, Jermaine Jones was there, New England was one of the better clubs in MLS. Yeah, but maybe that's all it is. Maybe it's a defensive midfield, and they haven't had someone to replace him. I mean, you know, you've had an ample time, uh, you know, to find a replacement. It it, it makes sense. Uh, I I would say that the problem with the Revolution is not their their players. That's. Even though they, you know, they, obviously everybody goes like, "Well, they're the ones on the, yeah, you know, they're respond." But it, it, it's based on the talent you have. You have to uh, presume there's something wrong fundamentally with uh, with the club. So you got, yeah, you got to let them go because uh, nothing else is working. Well, what are they? What are the Italians always say? The fish thinks from the head, you know. Do they say that? <laughs> You've never heard that before? <laughs> sure that's not a Cuban thing? No, Can we no. add that to the Oye Cuban? Oye, chico, the fish. El pecado ese huele malísimo. Pura poca la cabeza. The fish... Okay, say it again. The fish stinks from the head. It's the truth. The fish stinks from the head. Is when it, the fish it, starts to I go bad, like, it's from the head. What does that mean? What does that tell you? I don't know what it means, but... Yeah, I'm I, pretty sure what, you know what it means. When it's I very he- easy to understand. When it. I hear it was some... Uh, when I hear it's an Italian proverb or whatever, I'm like... <laughs> proverb? This is this is just something some uh, like Italian goomba dude said to some woman <laughs> yeah. to talk about... To, to, oh. to denigrate women. The fish stinks from that. No, no. It's, uh, it's like... Um, it's not. It's like an actual. It's a not ancient, but it's an, an Italian Italian thing. Not like the guy down the block says it. <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, it means like the problem is at the top. It's not the. It's not the body. It's not the people. It's at the top. Okay. Like if your team isn't doing well, it's the coach. It's not the players. So you hear case. you hear that, Jay Heaps? You're a goddamn stinky fish. Okay. Yeah. No, and no, it, no, no, no. He's the fish head. The fish. The fish. You're a stinky fish head. All yeah, right. Nah, son. Okay. You need to. And you know you got to. You got to cut it off at the head because you don't want to eat that stinky stinky fish head. Do not. I mean, you can make. Good fish sauce with it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Maybe good okay. fish broth. All right. So, but that's it. That's all you're worth. Heaps. <laughs> that's all you are, Jay. Look, <laughs> just, just some fish sauce. Mm. <laughs> Which, by the way, do not Google how to make fish sauce. You will never eat it again. <laughs> Trust me on that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that was uh, that firing. Obviously, uh, you know, probably a big reason it happened was because uh, the week prior uh, on Wednesday. 
Uh, Atlanta United played one of their 42 matches that they have in the, in the next six days. Uh, and <laughs> they they defeated the, the Revolution 7 to nothing, 7-0. Uh, another 7-0. Uh, you know, we've seen that scoreline before. Yeah, we have. Uh, Chile. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, let me tell you something. I remember the 7-0 loss to the Red Bulls as an NYCFC fan, and it felt somewhat disenfranchised. I just remember sort of pe- being disconnected to the game itself. Like, I wasn't worried about the score because we we were losing already. You know what I mean? Like, it was it, that, that game was gone. You yeah. know, so it didn't matter what the score was. This felt so much worse to watch. <laughs> and I'm not a fan of either team. And it hurt so bad to continue to see that score. It was also fun at the same time because there's just something about the way Atlanta plays. And I talked about this before Tata Martino got, uh, you know, before the team started, when Tata Martino came here, this was a style of, of play. It's this sort of like just a can of angry bees being just, let loose. Just uh, bludgeoning your opponent to death. <laughs> just never. What, a sti- what an interesting style. Yeah. Just, a, just relentless violence. And just, yeah. just like humiliate the team. At a young age, someone said to Tata Martino, like, what, are you going to beat a dead horse? And he was like, that's a good idea. <laughs> What if we you beat know, the horse harder after hey, it are dies? You, are you Italian? Because that's a great Italian <laughs> proverb. <laughs> the horse gets beaten when it's dead. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, proverb. <laughs> As if they wrote any of this shit down. It's, uh, it was hard to watch, but at the same time, it was fun to watch. It's, it's hard to explain. Uh, I don't know. That second red card seemed a little iffy to me. I know Simon Borg said he was... He agreed that's, that's my version of the appeals court for MLS. <laughs> <laughs> is what did Simon Borg say about it mm-hmm. in the instant replay? He seemed to be on board saying it was a good call. I mean, going down to 10, it's hard enough to beat him with 11, going down to nine guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, you know, it, it did raise the question. A lot of people were like, you know, uh, it, it, it raised like this ethical question uh, of, of, you know, in soccer, if you're supposed to kind of run up the score, this was a big thing. Last Gabriel week. Marcotti yeah. uh, said that, you know, like in, in the Serie A, there's this gentleman's agreement where you don't do that. Yeah. If you're playing a minnow, right, because they might go down. You know what Who's I mean? That? Again, minnow, a fish, not a fish. <laughs> not a fish. Not a ton of fish talk. Uh, your buddy wants some seafood, apparently. <laughs> is that a, is that like a... A minnow is like a small club. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to so say, like, what, is it an actual team name? Because you know how... No, yeah, minnow <laughs> FC. I mean, geez, there should be a lot of them in the Serie A. But like, uh, like, let's say it was like Milan uh, versus Pescara, which is... Has seafood as their badge. Uh, that's a very, very small club. You don't run the score up on them, right? Because you you respect. But they they they're they're, they're going to get relegated. You can't get relegated in the MLS. And goal differential is important. Yeah. And that team is not playing for a playoff spot. Like New England, uh, you know, uh, you are if you are Atlanta. So run up the score. I don't. I don't. To me, it also seems maybe it's a very American thing of me to say where it's like, no, 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 go ahead, run up the score. But it seems soft. It seems like soft and, uh, you know, baby bitch like to say, oh, you shouldn't run the score up on them. They know what it is. They're soldiers. They're in the game. I'm always very uncomfortable when you're you're that you're that comfortable calling babies bitches. (laughs) They're they're babies. No, no, no. no. (laughs) The problem is is that the babies aren't bitches. 
because the bitch is a baby. <laughs> See what I'm saying? You reversed it. Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thanks for clarifying. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I want to make sure there are no mistakes. You know me. Love to edit myself. Uh, You're going to get just like uh, comments, uh, you know, from babies like, hey, yeah. this was, I'm yeah. really glad you clarified yeah. because I was, I, I was quite offended. Yeah. Also, bitches that aren't babies will be like, thank God. You're like, I, look, I know I'm a bitch, but I'm an adult bitch. Uh, very full grown bitch. <laughs> grown and sexy bitch. Uh, some would say. Uh, badass. Bad, badass bitch. Bad bitch. <laughs> You're a bad baby. You know who that is? Bad baby? Do you know who that is? I don't know who that is. Oh, my God. You know the uh, Cash Me Outside? Yeah. How about that? You know that girl? I do know that. She's rapping under the name Bad Baby. B-H-A-D-B-H-A-B-I-E. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I have seen her work. Uh, I'm really Her proud. song's not terrible. Look with the with the state of uh, rap nowadays. Oh boy! It, yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah, because <laughs> because the bar has been set very very low. Yeah, if you're grading on a curb, it's an A, <laughs> and that's a shame for the whole curb. The whole curb is messed up. I suggest we take the street down. Um, uh, but yes, so the we were talking about soccer. We right? were talking about soccer. Um, so yeah, to me, it's like a soft thing to say, like, oh, don't run up the score. What do you think? Are you do you are you offended by that in any way, shape, or form? If you were a New England Revolution player, would you be hurt by it, or would you be like, yo, we need to be proud? No, no I had I uh, tweeted about it a little bit, and uh, oh, well, then share it. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, run up the score all you like. I I think it's about. Uh, how you run up the score, right? You know, because um, there was, I forgot. Like you got to have techers? Um, or like if you're doing it, like if you're fucking with them. Uh, last, uh, was it the Confederations Cup? I think it was the Confederations Cup when Germany was just like hammering every single team right? Uh, that they were playing against. There was, I forgot I forgot what country they were playing, but they were uh, they were up like uh, seven nothing or, or eight nothing. They were just crushing them. Yeah. And then, then there was some player that started doing step overs they're already like yeah you know they, but that's when you break that dude's ankles and, and be like yo and, we're going to eight now yeah. but whatever you know? and that's what but that's what exactly what happened he got like basically that like cracked in the face i mean not, not yeah. i'm exaggerating but he got he got tackled very very hard right because that at that point you don't do that and atlanta they you know they bludgeoned the revolution yeah, in the classiest it, way yeah, possible. Yeah, okay, I agree with you there. They, but they, also they like, did it with respect. Like the free kick goal, a, a lot of people were upset about. What do you expect them to do? Yeah. You expect them to make it harder for themselves to score? And then what if they just do some weird shit, like just lob it up, and they still score? Does that hurt less? It, yeah. What do you expect them to do? Just kick it out that, of bounds? That, that doesn't make any sense. That wasn't being flashy. In fact, it's condescending for them not to score on you. What do you, you got to have pity on me? Is that what you got to do? You got to have pity on me and not not even try to run up the score, not even try to go, oh, like that's how bad I am that you're just going to stop playing? No, no, no. Go ahead. Do your best. And if I can't stop you, that's on me. That's exactly what's supposed to happen. You don't just walk like walk away from the game. That's more embarrassing. I agree. And it's uh, uh, I mean, that, and also that Kevin Kratz goal was incredible. That was amazing. Uh, but, you know, this was uh, this was the, the not the first game. Was this the second game at Mercedes Benz? Uh, yeah, this was not the first. The revolution one. No, no, the revolution was the first. Orlando was the second. Uh, okay, correct. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you got to open that stadium. You you, you got to put on a show. Yeah. Atlanta United was just like you know yeah let's let's bring the heat. This is oh this is opening opening night. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> jazz in, a lot of jazz in. <laughs> it sounded 
insane in there for the 70,000 <laughs> 70, This one was like 45, which is like, I mean, Atlanta, come on, really step your game up. What That's is- nothing. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Tampa Bay Rowdies do that. <laughs> okay. The, the- I mean, for the last four seasons put together, all their attendance, <laughs> I think that maybe gets them. Sure. Uh, I think they're not even about halfway there. They're not even a club anymore, are they? <laughs> um, oh, Fort Lauderdale Strikers closed. Tampa Bay is still there. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's why I was even more okay with, with the whole display because of the pageantry of like the, the, the first, the first day at this, uh, at this new stadium. And you know what? We should salute the New England Revolution for, for laying down and allowing Atlanta to have the celebration. They, they were the red carpet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> apparently they were also the step and repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but how nice of them not even to show up just to allow Atlanta to just celebrate their first, their first, uh, day in that stadium, their debut. Yeah. They, what a beautiful thing they, 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 that Jay Heaps was like, guys, <laughs> Got, Let's just let them win. They got the they got the invitation in the mail, and they were like, you know what? I I appreciate the yeah. offer, the, the extending the the invitation, but you know what? I think I'm just gonna stay home and probably Netflix it. <laughs> they were like chicken or steak, and I mean chicken or fish. Is that even steak on this? I'm not going to this wedding. You know what I mean? That's exactly <laughs> what they did. Uh, I need some stinky fish on, <laughs> on this menu, otherwise I will never have some stinky fish. Yet, <laughs> would you? No, boy, do we? Oh, boy, do we? Uh, um. So yeah, this was a, uh, I, I, it was entertaining. Uh, and, and look, I, and I know probably as like a, as a fan of the revolution, uh, you're not, you're not happy about it, but right. the, maybe the second red card, I don't know if it's iffy necess- necessarily, but it is what it is. They weren't going to win anyway. Uh, you know, so at this point, I, at least they needed that, like, uh, uh, that, that, punch in the face yeah like to to make some real change Uh, and you know i'm generally uh surprised it didn't happen much sooner i didn't think it was i don't honestly think it needed to be done now you know but geez i mean you take that big of an l you know what i mean yeah maybe but also let it go when you turn an l upside down it's actually a seven you know seven Hey, you said that the first uh, first person I know to take an upside down L. That's, <laughs> that's a pretty big L. Uh, you know, I feel bad for Jay Heaps, and I, you know, he seems like a good coach, and I hope he finds his footing elsewhere. Uh, you know, look, uh, Petke got fired, and you know, unceremoniously from uh, the Rebels, and uh, look, he's doing a great job at RSL, or they're playing well, I should say. I mean, I haven't really looked at his tactics much, but they're playing well. So, I mean, this is hopefully this isn't the end of the road. Uh, Dominic uh, Kinnear got a job at uh, LA as an assistant. Maybe there's uh, more opportunity for that. Bring Jay Heaps in there. Maybe he can help you solve uh, the 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 uh, dumpster fire that is LA Galaxy. Uh, <laughs> sure, just uh, just, just uh, hire. All the coaches had a graveyard of a of fired coaches, <laughs> yeah, <a> former <laughs> former MLS greats. Uh, I like, don't his, at, at, at all the like the coach like lunches. They're, they're just like uh, it's like prison. Like, what are you in for? Oh, I got fired for uh, losing seven nothing to yeah. United. <laughs> Actually, if it's like prison, they're all just like some bullshit. That's <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a big old Yo, seven out. Bob Kraft didn't he just didn't understand me? That's <laughs> <Yeah>. all. <laughs> Kraft man. <laughs> It's on some bullshit. <laughs> I just took it for somebody, you know. I'm not going to snitch. That's all of them. <laughs> uh, but, but let's shout also to uh, Joseph Martinez, who is way back. Uh, <laughs> he's all 100% back. Really making up for that last time. Uh, he scored six goals in four days. Yeah. 
That's that's insane. Yeah, and September's not even over. Atlanta still has about eighteen more games uh, in these next like two weeks. Oh uh, my god! So they, uh, yeah, Joseph Martinez is going to be somebody to, to to fear in these next couple of weeks. And, and and you know, uh, with with so many two uh, double game weeks for Atlanta United, the I'm surprised that there hasn't been a bit more turnover, uh, especially up front. Uh, I know Kenwin Jones uh, just got back. I know he was injured. Yeah, he was injured for a uh, So, man. you know, they, they the, I guess the issue is they can't replace anybody. They don't have, they have no one to replace Martinez, uh, uh, Tito Villaba, and, and Albiron. Yeah, but they also play a style where I'm not sure. I mean, look, you, you always want Joseph Martinez to start. But if he can't go in, I think you just play with, like, Almiron up front or Villaba up front. You know what I mean? Someone like that. Maybe Julian Gressel up front. But, but the, the, none of these guys can sit. That's, like, that's the concern. I, I, right. I, yeah. You know, I'm, just, I'm a bit worried, like, you know, because of an injury. That's, like, something. Do they have gonna... the juice to get to make it all the way through the MLS Cup? Which, remember, I did pick them as the ones who, were, who other than NYCFC, were going to win it all. So... Okay, well, only one of those can make it to the MLS Cup. I think they can both try. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be Atlanta United and NYCFC uh, <laughs> uh, against uh, the resurging LA Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> How is that game? Let's get three goals out there, boys. We'll what? figure this out. Nobody way. expected yeah. these teams. We also did not expect. The first trilogy, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> trill, 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 OG, trilogy. Uh, uh, MLS Cup. I just, I also want to say that I, you know, as someone who plans on going to MLS Cup, I hope it's not in Toronto. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, I love Toronto. I love the fans. We got a new fan from Toronto who uh, just messaged us on on YouTube. Um, I forget the guy's name, like this seems eight or something like that. Thank you, thank you so much. Sure. He or she, whoever it is, uh, we love Toronto. I. Uh, if the MLS Cup took place in, you know, uh, July, we'd be there. Okay. But December, not again, son. Yeah. Because you know they're going to put us in that ancillary media. <laughs> you know they're going to put us outside, right? Basically in front of a wind machine. Okay. Can't handle it. Yeah. This year. Think, think about us. That's really. I, I mean, mean, please. We're going to be very inconvenienced. It's very, very cold. Come on, MLS teams. As you're playing these playoff games, think about the Cooligans. Exactly. Well, they're going to, at the next uh, meetings, they're going to be like, well, the Cooligans suggested that the MLS Cup should be held at a neutral site. If Toronto uh, is, you know, is, you know, hosting because they have the most points. Just do it in Atlanta. What, do you want 26,000 people freezing their asses off or do you want 70,000 people listening to Waka Flocka? I think, I think you know the answer. Uh, so speaking of the 70,000, I mean, how, how, uh, how crazy was that? How impressed were you? Uh, Atlanta United now holds the record for the most, uh, 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 most in attendance for, for an a MLS regular season, for yeah. a regular season game for an MLS match, just in, uh, just overall. Yeah. I. Uh, I know. I think the first MLS Cup had more people. Oh, I don't know. That's not, I think so. That's not what I read, but okay. Maybe you're right. Um, but I, I think it was sixty nine thousand. The 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 record. Yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's the kind of maturity you're gonna get from this show. <laughs> oh yeah. No, if you came here for maturity, <laughs> you clicked on the wrong podcast. Max and Herc is that way. Uh, <laughs> um, I uh, I think the most impressive thing about it is how other people who don't watch soccer reacted to me telling them that number. It's it's a it's a it's a big one. It's one that uh, separates uh, sort of MLS, you know, uh, from like the Euro game. Like a lot of people were like, oh, I heard this many people showed up for Real Madrid versus, you know, Manchester United, this and that. This puts an MLS game in par with that, you know, especially seeing how NFL teams are doing terribly. 
Um, you know, well, certain ones, yes, yeah, not obviously not across the board, but no, I mean, yeah. there's, but this is the first time that we've seen signs of struggling. I even posted on on the uh, Cooligans account. If people think that the you know uh, NFL is starting to struggle a little bit, you know viewership is down again. Uh, I think for the third year in a row, the uh, ratings are down, attendance is down. Si- if those are signs of you know soccer's you know I guess not resurgence, but uh, you know uh, come up, you know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think about that? There is uh, I, first of all, I was uh, impressed. I was uh, jealous. You know, like it would be cool if, uh, uh, if NYCFC, or just just in general, th- there was more of every that. every team. Every team had that kind of uh, had that kind of support. That'd be huge. Um, but yeah, I I think it was a uh, it, it was one of those moments, uh, those pinnacle mo- moments of MLS where I think you know maybe in twenty years we're gonna we're gonna look back and say that was like this was that that was the beginning of. This right. this research big like uh, come up for for MLS, yeah, and I think a lot of people talked about like you know Seattle when they started they were you know filling out the the uh, entire uh, CenturyLink. I look back at that and I think that was important for us to see that it could happen, but there was something about the fact that it only happened there. This being sort of the second chip to fall. You know where we're you know maxing out NFL size stadiums. Um, this tells me that they're sort of and look not every not every city has to fill seventy thousand, but like if we can average thirty thousand across the board, that, I mean think about how big of a number that is. That's bigger than the Premier League's average because they have some some small stadiums, or they might have changed this year. But that's bigger than than a lot of times what they're getting in the Bundesliga. You know that I, this is a, that's yeah, a yeah. huge 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 thing for us. The next step is going to be the TV ratings. We need to start talking about that. But, I mean, look, we wanted asses and seats. <laughs> we're here. We did it. Yeah. I mean, that, that does, and it is because of us. That is, we're directly responsible I mean, for Atlanta United success. In fact, let's take the time out to say you're welcome. <laughs> you know? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, we, why not thank us at our event? <laughs> come come up to us 28th. in person. Uh, uh, yeah. Get a ticket and say, hey, you're well. Uh, no, you're welcome. Thank, yeah. thank you. No, we say you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll say you're welcome. We were just practicing. That's what that was. Christian was practicing. Uh, saying was you're welcome. Rehearsing. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get and there. Can I just say something? Before we started talking about Atlanta, they were not selling 70,000 seats. So that, that is true. They also didn't have those 20,000 seats. I mean, seats, if, I think if we keep digging, we're going to find stuff we don't want to know. We don't. That, Let's just stay at the facts that we've already stated. Th- none of those details really matter at this no, no, point. In fact, it's too much. Because our point is heavily supported with the evidence that we've presented for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the heavily curated evidence. In fact, we rest our case. Uh, <laughs> let's just right now call it, okay? okay. Um, Before we ever even mention the words Atlanta United, <laughs> they never sold 70,000 seats. So. That is, I mean, but it's it's, it's, it's the Cooligans effect. It is true. Yeah, yeah. the the Cooligans effect. It, yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, it, politicians they call it the the Cooligans bump. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is also this. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, but you you were concerned, uh, and you had tweeted this out about uh, that how uh, significant it was that that uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium had so many uh, just people there watching a soccer game. That 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 the the sad part was that that the the field is turf. Yeah, and, and and that that this could be uh, our Azteca, right? And this it could, be- could have been our Azteca. Yeah, it could have been. I feel, it, you know, it even might still be. I feel like it's, um, you know, there's a there's a the um the stadium that uh, Tottenham is going to play in their new stadium. They have this uh, really cool field that sort of uh, opens the, up. Yeah. Like, like the, the grass goes away and then turf. They pops come in up. like sections. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the pitch. And. 
I, I highly doubt that they're able to sort of change, you know, the stadium in, in Atlanta for that. Although, I mean, if they're making this much money, they may consider it in the offseason. But what I'm what I was thinking is maybe there's a way to put sod down where it's not a bad thing. Like, you know, they're they're able to do it. So, in um they're able to do it in uh, at Gi- MetLife Stadium with the Giants play and the Jets play. Yeah, they're able to put down grass and it seems fine for international matches. So, so that was the uh, thing. So that we had a, a, a tweet from uh, David Leone mm-hmm. uh, and. And, and he was quoting uh, Darren Eels, who's the like the, the, the I don't know what the team president uh, for uh, for Atlanta United. And he did say exactly that. He said uh, uh, that that uh, Eels said uh, grass can be put down on top of the turf in the stadium. Uh, that's important because World Cups are played on grass. And Atlanta United president Darren Eels said he wants uh, uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium to be uh, front and center in any of the World Cup, uh, the U.S. World Cup plans. So and, uh, they've proven they deserve that. Yeah, um, I feel. Because of the fan base, because of the way the stadium just feels on TV, it feels like our Azteca. It feels like I would, I mean, the sound that erupts when Joseph Martinez scores, I don't want to be anywhere on the opposite. I don't want to be an op to that. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to be opposition to that. I, I I would rip my shirt off if I was on the other team and put it on Atlanta one just to celebrate so no one's, you know, uh, you know, uh, mad at me. As that's happening, it just sounds deafening and it reminds me of what the Azteca is it reminds me of sort of that you don't want to go there as an opposition player you you sort of just want to go uh and, and kind of enjoy yourself you know what I mean you don't want to go there as someone who everyone 70,000 people are going to hate uh and that's what uh, you know the Azteca is for Mexico and that's their national team's sort of stadium even though it's really a Club Americas, mm-hmm. but it's also like where they're where you know Ed three plays. This should be where uh, men's national team uh, sort of uh, you know looks at it as their home turf. Sure, I mean, are, are we going to get the same? Uh, you know, like if we play against Mexico in uh, you know in Mercedes Benz Stadium, yeah. there's a there's a healthy uh, Mexican population in Atlanta. Are we going to get the same? Uh, oh, there were two. There were well, look, forty thousand be deported. So who <laughs> cares? No, uh, <laughs> it's going to be the same. It's like it, it, I don't want uh, that. Would just be such a corny thing, especially in in such an awesome uh, environment like that. I mean, there's a, there's no way to avoid that. You know? Do you really? Cincinnati. You know, let's, what, maybe FC Cincinnati Stadium becomes the okay, home becomes our Azteca. Our Azteca. Maybe we do it in Montreal. I think. You know? I think some people. The concern for some people is that even Mercedes Benz Stadium will be Mexico's Azteca. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mexico's got a lot of Aztecas. Well, all these Aztecas everywhere. Yeah, God damn, man. <laughs> There's too many Aztecas. Share some of them Aztecas. I would yeah. love an Azteca. Yeah. Can we get our own Azteca somewhere? <laughs> uh, look, I mean, you know, it, you're going to get that anywhere. You know, uh, there's a lot of Mexicans in uh, in the U.S. Um, which I'm, I'm a big fan of. Uh, happy to have you. Um, what are you going to do? You know, I again, what, away seating, you know? <laughs> yeah. Give them an away section and limit the amount of tickets sold. Yeah. I mean, that's usually the But I, again, you can't do that for a national team because you don't have, like, supporters of a national team. Although, that's it. Only American outlaws are allowed in. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to do it. Anyway. Uh, but, yeah. And overall, a, a big moment for MLS. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's... Yeah. Yeah. It's just- and what do the fans think? Do you think that uh, the, uh, the Benz... 
Is that what it's called? Should we call it that? Or the Merc? I heard people, the fans are calling it the, the Merc. The Merc. Oh, man. <laughs> you got murked. Um, <laughs> so like, I mean, an assassin. We, we, uh, Joseph Martinez, I, an assassin. I, I, we think, fired too. <laughs> I think New England would agree that that's what happened. Um, uh, murked for real. Uh, what do you think? Do you think that could be our Azteca? If not, where? Where would our Azteca be? What stadium is our Azteca? Let us know. Fair question. Uh, also, I did want to talk about another thing, and this is this m- much more New York related and 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 relevant to uh, you know a lot of people are talking about. Um, obviously, the NFL just started, uh, and then in New York, it's uh, it's it's not looking good. You know, it's a lot of poor. As a Giants fan, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I got nothing to watch. The Giants are awful. The Jets are awful. I, I, I mean, the Jets we know, but come on. Yeah, I mean, at least they're consistent every year. Did you know the Giants signed Geno Smith? I mean, what are we doing? Did Why are they? we bringing the bad luck charm? <laughs> wow, he just uh, he didn't even have to. Yeah, he didn't even have to change his locker. You somebody know? <laughs> uh, somebody put a put a thing up that says like he was holding a clipboard and he fumbled it <laughs> get it clipboard because he's the backup quarterback i get it and fumbled it because he sucks <laughs> at football solid comedy right there I mean, um but no uh colin cowherd uh who uh he's uh, he's on uh fox sports and uh and he he has uh, one of a dozen shows on there he's like he's like their guy uh but the reason we're talking about this is because he was on uh, his show. I think it's called Speak for Yourself. I don't know. Just, uh, I can't it, listen to him because he just sounds like his teeth are too big for his mouth. <laughs> it's first take on a different channel. That's yeah. all, that's how I see it. Uh, but he's uh, he's talking about the state of New York sports and how like the Knicks, the Jets, the Giants. Uh, and he's, he's kind of points those out because yeah. because those are uh, essentially the ones that uh, get the most uh, media coverage sure and and have like, they are the big four and the big the big stars or whatever yeah but he 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 mentions how the state of new york sports is in disarray he, he, he i had we posted this on our twitter and he basically is talking about how new york has no stars right has no star power that all their teams are doing poorly right he's, he's speaking about new york collectively like uh, they, there's really nothing going on, and I'm like, well, the Red Bulls are doing pretty well. They're NYCFC, going into a Cup final. <laughs> they're going into a Cup final. NYCFC in- is easily in the playoffs already, <laughs> second place. Yeah, and 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 they also have David Villa, which one one of the largest global soccer stars. That is, and that's undeniable. He just played for the Spanish national team, and he's here, and he's here, hanging out, just in the scoring city. goals, scoring goals. In fact, if you if you're quiet in New York, you can hear a pigeon get hit by a cab and obviously his score. <laughs> and to to be so dismissive of not even he's not even dismissing it. He's not even acknowledging it. He's not even acknowledging it. And he also didn't mention the Yankees. Yeah, like let's say which owns NYCFC, but. They're doing pretty well. They've they're, got I Aaron mean, Judge. Partial. I mean, they don't own the club, but they're, they're like, part owners. They're part owners. And, uh, you know, yeah, 50 Cent owns like what? Like owned like 0. 0.1, 0.0001 of vitamin water. And it was his, <laughs> you know, his, his water. Uh, you know, they're doing well. They've got stars on the team. He didn't mention them because they didn't fit what he was doing. And again, NYCFC, once again, soccer, just pushed to the side. Who cares? Who cares about David Villa? Who cares about Pierlo? Who cares about Jack Harrison, a budding, you know, superstar, Maxi Morales? Again, maybe not a massive name, but, you know, playing really well in the league. Sean Johnson, you know, the team loses and he still gets player of the game, you know, or save of the week. And, you know, yeah. All that. No, forget all that. Forget all that. Because God 
God forbid they're not wearing a goddamn helmet. <laughs> the, the, w- watching it, uh, it frustrated me because I'm watching it live and I'm just like, the, the the lack of any effort to even uh, uh, pay attention or acknowledge of like what's going on in American soccer is such a big problem with with the way uh you know soccer's covered in in the country there's yeah. there's always uh i mean it's it's otter to me that you know fox sports otter otter like the animal yeah okay all right if we're gonna do that we'll, we'll just do this all day <laughs> <laughs> i have a feeling i'm gonna lose that one because i don't pay attention that well <laughs> it's stranger yeah uh to me that Again, it's a, it's one of those things where like the network pays to air MLS matches, and the the <laughs> commentators yeah. can't even acknowledge that the sport exists. And the the worst part is is that you know we've grown accustomed to not even being brought up. You know what I mean? Yeah. We as soccer fans, like, of course they didn't bring us up. You know. And also, why do we need their validation? No, we don't. We don't need the validation. But it it is at some point we have to collectively say. To ESPN, to Fox Sports, to all these show, all these morning shows. Yeah, it's like, hey, soccer fucking exists. We're here. We're we pay- matter. We matter. Soccer lives matter. <laughs> soccer lives matter. We have to say something because it, yeah. it's it's not a, it, it's 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 one of those like um you know uh, uh the Emmys just uh, were a couple days ago right, right. and uh, a lot of black performers won. Uh, one Emmys, yeah. and and it, it was and it, it wasn't like a, a, a you know a doing them a favor. They earned those, uh, right. They earned those awards, and it wasn't like it was none of the awards were like oh they won it because they were black. And yeah, they, yeah. It was like they earned they earned it, and yeah, and, there was no award for like you know uh, black actor of the year. It was actor of the year. Imagine you know? that award. Well, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> White guy still wins it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this, yeah. I, I have a feeling this is rigged. Yeah, this is <laughs> Justin Bieber didn't even act in anything. Why is he winning this? But the, it, it's it's about that um, that representation in media, right? Asian people are, are are dealing with that the most now, right? Where they they right. you, you see that a lot about uh, how they're they're they don't get a lot of ro- roles in movies. I and, know Emma Stone is broken up about it. <laughs> yes, uh, the Asian it's very Asian Emma very Stone. Asian. We all know her as a yeah. Asian girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was the Yellow Ranger in Power Rangers, oh, right? Jesus. <laughs> she was Asian. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. They made the Asian girl the Yellow Ranger. No, Power Rangers was easily low-key racist. When you look back, and as a kid, I didn't realize, but heavily racist show. It was just incredible. It wasn't. It was just, it, was, it wasn't racist. It was just, uh, I guess, like... Stereotypes Stereoty- be damned. Yes. Yeah. If they had a Cuban Ranger, it would have all the things you talked <laughs> yeah, about yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like he's throwing cigars. <laughs> ah, that guy threw sugar cane in my eye. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that that's how they casted the show. It was just yeah. so, <laughs> so so again, so in, in soccer, that's sure, that's because the black ranger was a black guy too. That's right. Jesus. Uh, um so the He was always the first one to die, too. Not true. He, did, he didn't die at all. No. Anyway, anyway, but he yeah. did do. Because there were no police on the show. 
<laughs> he did he did break dance. That he was his did. fighting style. <laughs> that is true. That is absolutely true. We were all so okay with it watching it too. We're like, no, yeah, this makes sense. No. Yeah. We, we, we can't let that Japanese lady take over from her sky. We, we gotta you know, we didn't know better. Yeah. What, what are we gonna do? We're kids. Um so um, so that's all I'm kind of saying is that that I would want more representation in in the way soccer is covered in in the in the popular platforms. You know, these a lot of these shows are like, uh, even these radio shows are like they're on four hours. Mike and Mike is on for four hours a day. A day. Do, do they think you? They can't. They talk about the same story. Like every hour, just to, because yeah. they know people are listening at different times. Yeah, one of those. We can have ten minutes of what's going, the scores in MLS, or just something, just so you can acknowledge that these that the sport exists in the country. Well, that's why people come to us, though. Sure. What I'm telling everybody: stop coming to us and actually yeah, argue. Go with, back go to the <laughs> to linear radio, ter- terrestrial radio. Yeah, sit by your radio. Don't watch TV. No more TV, everybody. No, no, no. Everybody sit sit by sit by the radio and listen to listen to the mysteries. Yeah, <laughs> that's. A- I um I agree with you, and I think it's frustrating. But at the same time, it's like, don't don't talk about us. Don't. We'll just do it ourselves. We've been doing it ourselves from the beginning. Uh, the reason you and I exist is because we found that there was no one to turn to 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 make, to laugh about soccer sure. and to to you know have and be entertained in a much more creative way than just you know joking about the same old dumb things or you know just talking about tactics. Like that's not us, obviously, right? Yeah. How many shows are talking about how racist Power Rangers were? None. And and. and uh, Pretending Find- it's a soccer podcast. <laughs> no, no, but finding parallels with American soccer. Yeah, that's not happening anywhere only, else. Only philo- philosophers like us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, again, it's dudes in hoodies. It's not uh, not the opposite. Uh, I, you know, I look at that and I say, good, good for you that you don't do it, that you ignore us, because that gives us an opportunity to do it ourselves. And, you know, for everyone listening, we are your Cowling Cow Herds. And if you all start talking like this, like our teeth are too big for our own faces. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm just glad I got that out because that was a, that was a very important subject to me. Good. All right. Um, so we should get to our second segment uh, because we're going to be talking to Drew Connor. Oh, I'm so excited. Drew Connor, he's a midfielder for the Chicago Fire, and uh, th- a lot of Chicago stuff going on the the last couple of days because we we just put out that Matt Javier video. Oh, dude, we're getting so much love. Thank you uh, to everyone who watched it, and everyone, even if you're not Chicago Fire fans, I know Kale had something nice to say because she remembered. Yeah, I forgot that she when when he walked in the room, she yelled, he yelled Irish. Oh yeah, to her. Right. that was yeah. Matt, so funny. <laughs> Wait, uh, I don't know if we talked about Matt Javier used to cast the Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> that was his former gig yeah. before he became a Chicago That's where he Fire gets legend. All that beer money. That's where he gets that beer money. <laughs> he's like, guys, I got an idea. Uh, and he's like, and the, but he very clearly was like, no Latino Rangers. I will not have. <laughs> not allowed. Not allowed. <laughs> I will not have yeah. Mexicans disrespected <laughs> not a, on this show. Now while I'm here, now put a kilt on that redhead guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, get a boombox in that black guy's hand. Get the Mexican off camera. 
<laughs> oh my god! So Matt Javier, he he is. Uh, he, I I think we spoke about him on a couple podcasts ago, but he he's just uh he's just the the, the kindest, uh, most passionate Chicago Fire fan you've ever even heard of. It's he an honor to have met him. Takes, oh, that's how he, great he, he is. He buys beers for fans. He gets food. He owns he owns a a, a taqueria. Taqueria Archer in uh in Chicago. Just a great great human being. So uh you know uh so th- th- this uh th- you know just in general we got to experience a lot about what uh, what the Chicago Fire were like and what Chicago was like and and through definitely through this man's eyes and uh, he was very very kind so uh, so yeah watch that video but also and and you're gonna have uh, you know you're gonna enjoy yourself listening to Drew because we met Drew at the at the section eight. Uh, yeah, shout out to DJ Step for introducing us at the Section Eight Supporters, uh, which is a, Sh- a Chicago Fire Supporters group. Uh, right. We met at the, at the tailgate, and Drew was there, and uh, we got to introduce ourselves, and he was a good dude. So yeah, uh, we had we had a great time with him. We're excited to talk to him. So we're going to talk to him in just a moment. Uh, right after this break, yeah. So Drew Connor, right after this. All right, keep listening. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Quick break. We want to tell you guys, especially if you live in Atlanta, about a special event we got going down in Atlanta on September 28th. It's going to be amazing. We are getting the chance to open up a comedy festival with a live podcast. Oh man, I mean, I'm super excited about this. Yeah, me too, Alexis. Oh wow, I can hear it in your voice. Uh, well, this is no. a huge honor for at least one of us. And uh, one of the coolest things is it's not just going to be us. We're going to have real special guests. We're going to have people that you may be cheering for every week. And yeah. we don't know. We're not. We're not ready to tell you. A who. lot of surprises. Yeah, but there's going to be awesome. And there's going to be a lot of stuff to do, and it's going to be an absolute honor for us to be a part of this. It it's, is. It is a soccer comedy podcast at a comedy festival. There's never been done. Never been done. Literally never been done. So come to the first event uh, uh, of its kind at a, at, a, at the Red Clay Comedy Festival, uh, and it's going to be insane. So September 28th, uh, all the details will be available very, very shortly. Just make sure you get on our email list. Go to SoccerCoolAgains.com and get on our email list. You'll see an option uh, right at the bottom or it should pop up right at your screen. Uh, put your email in there and you will be the first to know how you can get tickets to the Cooligans in Atlanta live podcast. And we're letting you know now the seating is very limited. So be a part of that email so you can make sure you get in and be a part of the first of its kind. We're actually opening a comedy festival with a soccer, a comedic soccer <laughs> podcast. Can this work? We're about to find out Atlanta. Put yourself on that email list and be there. What's up, everybody? Oh, we're back, and uh, th- uh, we were mentioning him before, but I'm I'm super excited because this, this is first also, uh, our first Chicago Fire player on. This the is our first Chicago Fire player on the podcast, and this one we didn't have to track down or send a fruit bowl to, <laughs> which was very nice. Uh, it was a much more uh, uh, you know reasonable uh, and professional way of going about. Yeah, it. and you know it's very rare that we sort of just like run into players, uh, but this dude we got a chance to speak to at the Section Eight tailgate, as we mentioned in the previous segment, um, and he. It was just absolutely cool. And at first, I wasn't sure um, if, you know, it was cool to talk to him because I don't know if he was like he was like about to do like some media stuff, but he was talking to DJ Step. And I was like, hey, that's the dude from Chicago. He's like, yeah, I was like, so we, you and I immediately just started joking with him and great personality, which you guys are about to hear. Yeah. Um, first, uh, you know, killing it. Uh, first rookie is <laughs> not his first rookie, his rookie season uh, with the Chicago Fire. So unless you're driving, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for number 18, Drew Connor, everybody. Drew, what's up, man? How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Nah, man. Thanks for being on, dude. Yeah, this is uh, we yeah, like like Alexis was saying, we did meet at the uh, at the Section Eight tailgate, and I. I, I remember having this feeling like when we uh, when we first met and we mentioned like hey we're comedians and we cover soccer uh, and you you seem 
uh, you seemed intrigued by by that. I don't know. Is that is that fair to say? No, no, for sure. I mean, obviously, I was you know hanging out with my boy DJ Step, who is the homie, by the way. Yeah, um, the official the absolute, homie. <laughs> yeah, the absolute homie. Um, and it was kind of an awkward event for me because I, it was uh, you know a paid appearance, and I did show up. But obviously, everyone was there for the All Star game, and I'm not an All Star. So, so I kind of showed up and it was kind of like, you know, a few autographs here and there, but I was pumped that you guys came up to me and talked to me. And obviously, um, you know, I had been on some other podcasts before, nothing like this, but you know, I, I was interested and I'm, I'm, I'm happy you guys are uh, having me on right now. Yeah. Thank you. Is that a weird thing? Cause we we did meet a couple of other MLS players when you're at an event like that. Uh, like we, when we were at MLS cup, we, we met a couple players who like, like Sasha Kleshin, for example. Okay. You weren't going to say it. I was going to say it. (laughs) So we met, so we met Sasha Kleshin at MLS cup. The the rebels were not uh, in the MLS cup. Uh, but when we met him at one of the events, you could just tell he did not want to be there. I took it. I took it as he didn't want to speak to me. Uh, but you looked at it. You look, I, I will hold on to it for the rest of my life. But he, you know, Christian was like, no, I think it's just that, you know, he, it seemed like he was competitive and was upset that he was not a part of MLS Cup, which I could understand. Like, why be there if you're not a part of it? And God, I wish I was playing tomorrow. Uh, that sort of thing. Is that something that goes through your mind? Because I know it's only your first season, but you've been playing really, really well. Is it one of those things where, you know, you, you, you kind of wish you were in the All-Star game and you hate being there, but you love seeing well, the fans? Well, sure. I mean, look, I mean, obviously me being in the All-Star game wasn't, you know, a goal of mine or, you know, not necessarily a realistic goal. But, you know, the whole festivity is based around the All-Star team. So, of course, when you're at something like that, you don't necessarily feel relevant or important. And it's not like I yearn for that or it's something that I'm looking for. But it's at the same time, it's like, okay, well, you know, why have me here? Why can't I just go, you know, have a couple beers with my friend and, and go and go watch this game? <laughs> And instead, I have to be at this tailgate where I don't necessarily seem um, appreciated. But no, in all honesty, I mean, there were there were a lot of fans that came up to me and talked to me um, and just, you know, people that I recognize because I you know grew up in the Chicagoland area. So it was it was a cool it was a cool thing to be at. How does that feel for you uh, in, in twofold? One, you know, you're from Chicago. You're a homegrown player. Carrie is just outside of Chicago. You're from there. You know what I mean? You are from Chicago and you're, you put on a Chicago shirt every weekend and you go out and play. And not on, not only that, you know, last year probably would have been a very tough season for you to have played this year. And in the last few weeks, you guys have, you know, back to your winning ways. Um, how does it feel to play with guys like Bastian Schweinsteiger and Dax McCarty and Emmanuel Nikolic and so on and so forth? Those two things. How does it feel to play for the team that you grew up, you know, I guess having as your local and how does it feel to play with, huge names and having a pretty good season so far. Yeah. Um, it's just super, super dope. I mean, like I grew up a huge fire fan. Um, my dad played collegiate soccer at Eastern Illinois, um, back when they were good, they made like a couple final four runs. Um, so, you know, my dad kind of grew up when, when I, when I was younger, he took me to fire games. So I became, I became a huge fan at a young age. And, you know, it's funny because like throughout high school and college, Every, you know, everyone had kind of their own EPL team or maybe they had a Bundesliga team like, oh, who do you support? You know what I mean? And I always felt weird supporting a team that I didn't like grow up supporting. So, you know, I hopped on the Chelsea bandwagon when I was like 12. Um, that was fun. And then I kind of dropped off that. And I'm like, wait a second, I'm, I'm a fire fan and I need to be like um, supporting my local team and supporting the MLS. So like. Honestly, from like a young age, I went, go, I started going to games, and then from thirteen on, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm just a fire fan. 
that's pretty dope. anyone else with the firefighter. That's, yeah. Um, that's amazing. So, yeah. And then, so from the, from, I went into my freshman year of high school and back then the academy only consisted of U, a U16 and a U18 team. And I think I was one of like maybe three players that was, I was a 94 and I was playing up with that 92 age group. So as soon as I joined the fire academy, that changed like everything for me. Um, because it was the, you know, the first year that the academy system came into play. Yeah. Um, so it was this whole new concept of like, you know, oh my God, I always wanted to be a pro. This has been my main dream and focus. And now I have um, a clear path and, and, and a, you know, a possible way to do it. Like it's, it, it was totally possible. Um, so now that, now that I'm here, it's, it's pretty surreal because I've dreamt about, you know, playing at Toyota Park. Um, you know, my, my, I wore number eight my whole life because of Hristo Stoichkov. Wow. So, and so now, you know, when I'm walking out in the tunnel and I'm seeing photos of all these legends I grew up watching, and now I'm playing with legends like, you know, Bastion. And, you know, if you want to call Dax a legend as well, I'll, you know, I'll throw him in there. We would. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we don't get we don't get fruit so, bowls for non legends. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, that's I mean that's definitely a really cool feeling, man. And you know the fact that the guys that are currently on the team are all great dudes makes it that much more fun of an experience. It actually makes it hard for us because it would be so easy to hate you guys. You know what I mean? But we can't. Uh, yeah. We're we're no we're super hateable right now. Yeah. We're super hateable. Well, you know Toronto and Atlanta, I think are all starting to to take the mantle of most hateable. Uh, you know Chicago seems you know you guys went through this little bit of a of um of sort of a of a downturn but you guys are coming back up of it you know you were mentioning a little bit about EPL you know the big difference between EPL and the way MLS is it seems like especially in the last few years the teams that sort of catch heat at the end of the season do better in the playoffs for it, sure is that for something sure. you guys are conscious of is that something that coach is talking about or is that something that you just don't care you just play the game that's in front of you yeah i mean the the seasons always kind of go through waves and for us it was just kind of on the upswing until we went through that tough uh, four game stretch or uh, you can even call it five. Cause we lost three out of five and then tied one. Right. So yeah. that, that, that kind of sucked. That was a little slump. And obviously, you know, it were, it's right at the end now where everyone's just kind of reaching for playoffs and, you know, we've won our last two games and things are kind of like coming on the up. So yeah, I think, you know, obviously any team going hot in the playoffs in any sport, um, you know, usually does well. And you, you know, we're looking at teams right now that are hot and you, you got to keep your eye on them. Um, but I think, you know, we're, we're, uh, we've had some other guys step into the lineup that have done well. We've, we've, we've had to manage some injuries we've had. So, you know, call it excuses, call it whatever you want. Every team deals with it. Um, but we're kind of on the upswing and hopefully we can maintain that going into playoffs. Cause like you said, I mean, those teams do well. But uh, just uh, the last game against DC United, uh, Bastion was out and uh, and you stepped in. I think you handled yourself quite well. You were like, "Sit down, Schweinsteiger. I, I got, got this." <laughs> <laughs> so, but you got uh, you got an assist uh, uh, in that game. Uh, you know that that you look you look great. What what why was uh, you got was I don't know if this was your uh, first ninety minute start this season. Uh, I may be incorrect about that, but you did uh, you did look great. How did it feel just uh, being out there and, and getting that three nil victory um it was great man i mean i was really excited to 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 find out that i was going to start you know back in the middle which is my natural position um it's where i played you know growing up in academy and then in college so all the starts i've had this year um have all been at right back so but every time you know i've come late into a game or subbed into a game i've subbed in at the midfield so it was my first start in the midfield and it also was my uh my first full 90 um 
game of the uh, of the season. So it just felt good getting back in the middle where I'm comfortable, man. And um, I love like I love the like defending in the middle. I love like closing up on those gaps, um, cutting off passing lanes, and like getting stuck into some slide tackles. So it was funny because my buddy uh, my buddy Mike was like, "Yeah, baby, you're back in the middle." He's like, "Give him give him the Drew Connor show. Give him the two footed tackle." Studs up on somebody. So my focus going into the game was definitely you know help help Dax as much as possible you know, get, get the ball to our key guys. And, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty much what I did. I think, you know, I would have liked to get on the ball a little bit more. Um, but Dax was kind of playing more of that deeper role when we had it. So there really wasn't much need for it. I was kind of just, uh, you know, in there as a, as an enforcer. And, uh, I thought, yeah, I thought I uh, fared pretty well for myself. What is, what is your goal? Cause I, you know, we talked a little bit about this when we met, you know, as you're sitting there, you know, you're coming in your, your first year and all of a sudden the team just starts to buy people in your position <laughs> left and right. And you're just like, all right, guys, enough. You know, I think, <laughs> let me get right, some shine. Right. What is your goal for the end of the season? Is your goal to maybe just get more playing time? Is it to just show more time in that midfield so that look, I know you're probably willing to cover uh, in the back line if need be, but you probably rather be a defensive midfielder. What is your goal for this season? Yeah. I mean, my goal at the beginning of the season was get as much playing time as I possibly can and, and help this team win. You know what I mean? So like when, when you have a, when you have a team that, that seems as stacked as ours right now in the midfield, you know, hope seemed kind of slim at the beginning of the year, but I, you know, personally I had a really good preseason. So I, I felt like, okay, I can be in the mix. You know what I mean? I can come off the bench or I can, you know, potentially help start, um, you know, when need be. And that's kind of what I've done this year. Um, you know, moving forward, I want to, I want to be a starter on this team. You know, I want, I want to be, um, a guy who's, you know, consistently starting, um, you know, helping this team, helping this team out any way possible. Word. I mean, yeah, I mean, clearly, I mean, you know, you're getting the opportunity, which is awesome. One thing I, I definitely uh, want to make sure we get to, because I, I don't know how long this, uh, this, question uh may go on for but it, it is a very divisive subject and uh we're we are in new york you are in chicago you are a native of illinois uh, uh pizza is a big part of uh of our show yeah and we hope that here one day go. it makes it out to chicago we hope that chicago <laughs> okay finally yeah, yeah, yeah. actually gets real pizza <laughs> here okay, we go. so i'll be the i'll be the the mediator uh-huh. uh, over here because i'm i'm uh i, I don't it, frankly i don't i don't really care enough about <laughs> about either pizza. you don't care about food at <laughs> i don't all. care about food enough to really have uh, to be we that. still average out as though we both do because i care about it so much though <laughs> You know what I mean? Okay. See, the thing is, is you, you're probably going to take the W on this because you care so much more. <laughs> but I, I will sit here and defend my Chicago pizza. You'll go down with the ship. You'll play. <laughs> you play the violin on the way down, like on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this: Do you have a favorite uh, Chicago uh, yeah, above so, ground pool so, pizza? <laughs> so Giordano's, Giordano's is my favorite. Okay. okay. Um, you like the I fluffy, like, buttery I, crust. I love yes, I love the I love the butter crust. I'm a, I'm a huge deep dish fan, and I grew I grew up around that. But there is a uh, there is a Chicago based uh, pizza chain called Rosati's that kind of came up near Cary that has pretty good thin crust. But of course, like you know, if I if I have to pick like a main um, Chicago pizza, I love I love Giordano's. Um, I, I take Giordano's over Luminati's. Oh, for sure. Um, but I can, but I can do both. You know what I mean. I just think Luminati's. It's too, it's too cakey. It's too, it's too much cheese. And I think Giordano's has like the that perfect 
cheese to sauce ratio. to crust ratio. Yeah. yeah. That I, that I'm really looking for. So that's where like that's where I send people. My dad's a Geno's East guy. Like he loves Geno's East. Geno's East um, is the worst one. <laughs> See, uh, I think I think say you know what say that to Tom Connor's face. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I I don't I don't want to. You won't say that. No, you won't, you won't say ma- that to Tom. Conner. You won't make it out alive. Yeah, I'll be like, hey, well, I think it's great. Seen this guy, you haven't seen this guy in person. Yeah, I'll I'll just say like you should see what Drew's talking about because he's he's disrespecting your choice. Uh, I I would say that you know my cousins grew up in Chicago and I always thought um, of all the ones that I tried I always thought um, Pequod's was probably the best I had. Pequod's is great. Pequod's is great. Burt's was my favorite out of all of them because you would have to make a reservation. The biggest issue I have with uh, Chicago deep dish pizza besides the fact that they call it pizza it shouldn't be. If it wasn't called pizza hold on don't get that upset just yet Drew. (laughs) If it wasn't called pizza more people would eat it. It's the fact that you're trying to call pizza that's like me calling my belly an ab just one ab. You know what I mean? One big I, fluffy you know, ab. Why, why are you saying it's a lie? Are you saying it's because the, the sauce is generally on top of the cheese? No, that's so, allowed. No, sauce on top of the cheese is allowed. In fact, original pizzas had the sauce on top of the cheese to prevent the cheese from burning. So what do you what? So what's the what's the issue here? Okay, it's two things. One, cornmeal shoved into a pan. The word "shove" should never be used <laughs> in pizza unless the, it's it's the pizza maker shoving the sun out of the way to, so that it doesn't disrupt them from making the pizza. So cornmeal doesn't belong anywhere near a pizza, right? You shouldn't shove it into a pan. Uh, and second of all, it takes 40 minutes to bake. What am I supposed to do dude, for 40 minutes? Dude. Talk to my family? Dude. This is why Burt's was great. You would go, make a reservation through, for 9 go p.m.? Go your Twitter feed, homie. You, I mean, you have a phone. That's what the what subway's do you, what do you think for. What are doing this generation? We're, we're eyes on the phone. Could you imagine you know how much we Snapchatting we would have to do to eat up 40 minutes? Dude, we don't, we don't need social interaction. Come on. What are you what are you, uh, what are you, fucking 50? <laughs> I will say that 40 minutes is too long. I just don't want to talk to people that long. I, and this is why you guys drink so much, because you have to. You keep waiting for your pizza. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, the other thing is, Chicago's got so much better food. I know. Yeah, it's like, why are you, why are you peddling this one thing? <laughs> it's like no New Yorker eats a street hot See, dog. The, the, None the of fu- us. The funny thing is, is everyone from Chicago... We just love our pizza, and then you guys come here and rip on it, and it's like, okay, that's fine. Like, we have plenty other stuff too. Like, I don't know why everyone's mad at us. Like, you don't. You you're all mad. You're all salty for for no reason, and we're just sitting. We're just sitting back in the Midwest with with some of the best food in the country, and you're like pissed about it. Yeah, you guys have incredible food. Our thing is, we we didn't invent pizza here in New York, but we perfected it. And then you took it, and you're like, hey, what if we turn this sports car into a dump truck, and we'll still and we'll still call it a sports car. And we're like, oh, my God, look what you did to it, you know? So, look, at the end of the day, I'm not going to fight you on it. One of my favorite interactions, though, was when I started shitting on uh, Deep Dish Pizza on Twitter. And you responded with the official clapback of, don't ever come back to Chicago. <laughs> which is the best. We appreciated that. That was great. I, that, I, well, well, if, I mean, if we can, if we can uh, both agree that Portillo's is, uh, is heavenly, I think we can end this discussion at a tie. Portillo's is great. Yeah, Portillo's is fantastic. It was funny. My my teammate Johnny Campbell, who I live with, we were we were rolling by Portillo's yesterday, the one on Harlem uh, when you're going to uh, Toyota Park, and he's like, so, you know, and he talks all slow, and he's like <laughs> Southern, and he's like, so like this Portillo's place, like, what's what's the big deal? <laughs> and I kind of had to like, I kind of like had to break it down, like John, they're only in Chicago. There's only like ten in the Chicagoland area. 
it's like our thing. All right. So just let it be our thing. How do you just get it? Be, what, what, what do, what do I get when I go to Portillo? Yeah. Yeah. What's your order? Uh, I get, you know, one hot dog, everything on it, Chicago style. Um, I get my cheesy beef croissant, cheesy uh, beef which croissant. Is, which, which is basically just, um, an Italian beef layered in cheese inside of a croissant sandwich. So God, it's just, God bless. It's, God bless. If you could see Alexis's face right now, I mean, watch the video because my mouth dude, is watering it, all over this it, microphone. It sounds like we're on a phone sex, phone sex hotline. That's, yeah. a, that's his face. Yeah, right in now. fact, uh, could you say no, that a little slower, Drew? No. <laughs> I mean, dude, the, no, the uh, Italian beef sandwiches, you guys have a lot of great food. Uh, you know, even even uh, which we didn't get a chance to eat, which is a little bit more hooded. It's all way all the way in the south. But R. Kelly said it once in a song, and I'm like, I gotta eat it. It's like a steak and sweet. It's like a steak sandwich with like a sweet sauce poured all over it. I gotta try that too. There was so much food that we didn't get to try out when we were there for All Star Break. I would tell everyone go there. Don't eat that quiche that they call a pizza. Eat all that other great food. <laughs> honey, yeah, but, honey butter that's chicken. Seven layer cake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that that pot of red sauce made out of cornmeal. Don't <laughs> don't, don't waste your time. With all that. right, all there right. it is. I knew we would all get right. them at one point. <laughs> we have yeah. There's plenty of jokes. I guess uh, before we let you go, because this is great of you to, to take time out to speak to us. Um, we just put out a video. Uh, one of the biggest, one of the most super fans I've ever met. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Mad Javier. Uh, do you know who yep. that is? Yeah, yeah. Is it? I mean, I, I just mean, I, I remember I remember him from when I was like a kid. Oh, like that's when great. my dad would take me. Um. So and yeah, I mean. I, I've seen that uh, that video that you guys did with him, uh, the interview. I mean, he's he's just an awesome dude. He really is. I mean, you know, is there anything that you can just say? Because I think one of the things that a lot of um, a lot we were talking a lot about fandom and you know how great you know Atlanta's been doing, and Chicago was one of those cities that built the stadium outside of the city center, and you know right. it struggled to get fans for a bit. But you have such an impassioned fan base. We got to meet Patrick uh, from the Section Eight, and he told us some great stories about Matt Javier, Nicole Hack, and a bunch of the other fans, and then obviously Matt Javier himself. Um, you used to be a fan now you're a player what is that what is that exchange like what are the fans like there in chicago yeah um you know it's funny because when me you know my roommate johnny and i again we were we were leaving the stadium and we had a pretty good turnout the other night um against dc you know there was other stuff going on obviously in the city and it wasn't a massive game um so but we well, i think we had like maybe like eight seventeen thousand. and what i was telling johnny is the thing about the fire is we usually draw that same like twelve to fifteen thousand every game. Like it's the same people, right. and it's been and it's been the same people for so long. Um, so yeah, like you said, we're not we're not pulling in that those forty thousand, those you know fifty. You know, Atlanta just got seventy. That was you know props to them. That was insane. But just the loyalty um, we have at this club, you know, with our fans is. It, it, it's off the charts. You know what I mean? It's because it's the same people all the time. You see the same faces in the locker room or in the, in the parking lot, excuse me. Um, so it, mean, it means a lot to me, man. It means a lot because I think sometimes people forget about that kind of stuff. And especially with, with myself growing up in Chicago, it's like, I have that same passion for the club that a lot of these fans do. And sometimes I think, you know, when players come to the club, you know, oftentimes it, as a player, you're kind of just, Sometimes you just, you know, you forget about where you are, the team, and you're focusing on yourself. Because in the end, everyone's just trying to get the most out of it for themselves as they really can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, it, 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 you got you got to watch your own back. Um, but to know that there's people that care that much about the club, um, 
it, it, it does make it special. It, it, it is an interesting dynamic, especially uh, uh, being a fan of the team and then playing on the team. One, one would think that do, do, do the losses hurt more? Given that you were, you know, it, it, like it could hurt you as a fan and as a player, like almost like doubly worse. Yeah, I mean, my my attitude and like my mindset has shifted, but like, dude, it was crazy. Like coming in in my first year, like seeing a lot of these players that like I had been like watching for and cheering for like the last couple of years. You know what I mean? So, um, I mean, even when I was like training with the first team when I was an academy kid, like in high school. I mean, like walking in the locker room, you know, most people only get, you know, starstruck about big time players like a Bastion yeah. or like a Dax. Or like or like, was, uh, meet, like or like meeting the Cooligans, you know. Yeah, exactly. All big but moments. Like, <laughs> but like I was walking in the locker room when I was like 16, 17 and I was like, holy shit, that's that's Pat Niarco. Yeah. Like, ho- like, holy shit, Kalen Carr, like, ho- like. So it was it was different, you know what I mean? Because I knew all these players. I even knew the guys who were playing. Um, but as far as like the losing thing, I mean, look, I think it's it, there's one thing to be said about like if you lose a game that you didn't play in, it hurts, and there's always that part of you that's like, damn, I wish I could have contributed, you know. But when you when you lose a game and you have a lot to do with the game, you start or you get in, and you know the fans are obviously upset. It, yeah, it hurts. It hurts, especially you know growing up and and supporting this club. Yeah, and knowing and knowing how loyal our fans are. It's got to hurt for sure, especially because you know what it's like to be on both sides. You know what right. it's like to be yep. in the stands or in the field. Yep. Um, yep. I guess before we go, you know, you're doing a lot of great things. And obviously we wish uh, all the best for you and, and hope you keep getting opportunities to play because you've, you've been playing really well. And now you're a friend of the podcast. So we're going to root for you and we'll break somebody's knees if you need us to. <laughs> uh, the other thing we well, want you okay, to do is. OK, Tanya Harding. Yeah, it is what we do with the Cooligans. Uh, but we are, the last thing we want you to do is uh, could you just say hello to Nemanja Nikolic for me? Um, I, made, I made fun of myself for uh, being fat and he uh, hugged me three times. Yeah. Uh, Nemanja really, really <laughs> loved Alexis. It was. Yeah, it was. It was really strange it was a budding friendship uh <laughs> before we had said a word i think he was surprised that i was just being self uh deprecating and uh but nonetheless uh, you know he seemed to have a great time he even interrupted our outro at the end of the game when he was walking by he saw it was me and he was like ah, and he like freaked out <laughs> the way i freaked out when i saw it was him so just tell him we said hello and if you want to get um sort of a little bit more familiar with what i'm talking about we released a video i think two weeks ago yeah that um, was the part one of us in chicago at uh at the all-star yeah game. at the all-star game where you could see we thought we got no footage because he hugged me three times. We only got footage of, of the first one. Um, but he like like a moth to a flame. Uh, so, Dude, yeah, he's uh, he, he is a fantastic guy. He he's really a great is. guy. How is he gluten free in Chicago, though? He was telling us he is. I'm like, this might be one of the hardest cities to be gluten free in. Dude, we have we have no idea, and we all give him a really hard time. So we'll, <laughs> Good, I'll yeah. take I'll, I'll take I'll take care I'll take care of it from that point. <laughs> that means a lot to me, actually. Thank you so much. Um, is there some place where people could follow you? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at uh, at Drew Connor once, and that's C O N N E R. A lot okay. of people mess that up. When I uh, when I was about to make my debut, they put the uh, the jersey in my locker, you know, so I could put it on and. Um, and they put the they wrong spelled name. It C-O- yeah, C O N N O R. And yeah. I was like, this is. I was like, this has been happening my entire life. So it's it's E R. 
par for the course, I guess. Right. You know, what, would you have it any other way? That's like, sometimes yeah. I'll be like, Hey, it's Alexis. And they'll be like, no, where, where is she? Is she behind you? <laughs> you know? So it happens, man. Uh, so Drew, dude, thank you so much. This was absolutely amazing. Thank you for coming on the podcast, man. We appreciate yeah, man, it a lot. This was, this was fun. And I'd, uh, I'd love to come back on anytime. And whenever you guys are in Chicago, hit me up and, uh, I will force, I will force some uh, deep dish pizza <laughs> yeah. down, consider down it, your mouth. Consider it done. Uh, and in fact, yeah, we're planning on doing uh, an event in Chicago, hopefully at the beginning of next year. So uh, we'll hit you up about that. We'd love to uh, hang Beautiful. out with you, man. Beautiful. All right, dude. Thank you so much for uh, being on. And fans, we'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We just wanted to break in real quick and ask you to do us a huge favor. Yeah, all we want, to, all we want you to do is just uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is the, oh, man. That's the big... Look, we're working... We work very hard on this podcast. We're also making a, a very concerted effort to put out some more video content for you guys. And we want to get some people li- uh, watching those videos as well. Yeah, I mean, right now, you got about like 30 more seconds before the second segment comes up. So I beg you, if you're on your phone, you can do other stuff while you're listening to this podcast. Why don't you click on YouTube? the YouTube app. Why don't you put in soccer, cooligans, and just hit that subscribe button. And if you can, hit that little bell, that notification lets you know every time we put up a video. We're working really hard to give you guys at least one video a week. We have a video right now that's called FIFA the News that we're playing FIFA and we're seeing, we're having that predict the biggest match. And we're talking about a lot of stuff that's happening on the news in the video and there's a lot of cool editing that's involved. It takes a long time, but it's really, really funny. Exactly. So, uh, look, we're doing a lot of work. We want just a little bit of validation. A little, yeah, that's little, it. Just a little bit. It's is that that hard? <laughs> Come on. We're so just, we're just two two little comedians. <laughs> yeah. Want a little like? Too poor. I would like some more, please. <laughs> yeah. Some more followers and subscribers on our YouTube. So yeah. if you can hit the like button, comment on some of the videos if you can. At the very minimum, hit the subscribe and maybe even share it with your friends. It would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, baby. Right, we're back. Oh, boy. Drew. How, how awesome was Drew? I mean, I'm, it's kind of annoying. All right. Look, he's got <laughs> that great a personality and he plays professional soccer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He really held his own with the pizza stuff. I mean, I also wasn't like mean, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be. I, I thought it was going to be a, right? a, a bloodbath. I wanted to, but also he's like is this, such is a nice this blood guy. Or, or pizza sauce. Too much sauce. <laughs> too much sauce. I can't tell. Yeah, too much sauce. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's like a good dude. You know, like, I, you know, he was like, look, even if I'm wrong, I'm going to, I'm like, all right, then I'm not going to like <laughs> sit here and just like start <laughs> okay. telling him what's wrong with his pizza. I think he knows. I think everyone <laughs> in Chicago knows. Well, yeah, that's uh we didn't, we didn't want to uh, alienate our, our Chicago listeners. Right. Uh, too too severely. We did what Atlanta, what some people believe Atlanta should have done, which is I pulled off, I pulled, I pulled uh, my <laughs> you, foot off the pe- uh, gas pedal. Off the pedal. Okay, good. But I'm, thank you for almost helping me finish that. You, sentence. you did the right thing. You did. <laughs> Do you think so? Because <laughs> you would have looked like a monster. It doesn't feel like it. I should have went in. Should have went for the throat. Uh, uh, he's a good dude. Great dude. Thank you, Drew, uh, for coming on the show. Uh, and and maybe that that could be a, a, a call to you know other players from other teams who are are. You know who might be afraid that we'll make fun of their food. Oh uh, my God! Yeah. You know, look, well, we have a we have a cordial discussion. Look, that's that's not the current state of American politics, but we can be, you know, that pillar. We, I will walk across the aisle <laughs> of any supermarket <laughs> and talk to you. That's right. Yeah, you'll uh, you'll you'll uh, skip the the, yeah. the the healthy sections and go right to <laughs> go to I'll the aisle. See them. Go yeah. to the aisles uh, uh, with the with the with the deli meats. Yeah, and you know, I want you to know we. 
we will not judge you now while you're on the podcast, yeah. but before and after, <laughs> oh boy, that's what the third segment's for, folks. <laughs> well, that that's the state of uh, that's the state of just like politics, you know, just like Sean Spicer going on the Emmys, you know, right? Yeah, you just you let you know I, when it's not in uh, in Capitol Hill. Sean Spicer, he, he's clearly a good guy who's done nothing wrong ever. Great guy. Never never <laughs> helped out a terrible regime. I'm sorry, did I say regime? <laughs> Although I will say, you know, his press secretary, that used to be like the guy who gets to go on TV. You know what I mean? Sure. Like Stephanopoulos and all that. He's like, nah, he's like, hey, this is the fun one. I, I, he's the first one that I can recall in my time who's like, everyone's like, fuck that guy. Everyone's usually like. Look, the the administration, but yeah, this is pretty cool. He's the first one, I guess, because you're tied to that administration. Where how, do you, how, like, do you, how did you feel about that thing? Because for, for some people, especially uh, in comedy, right? As a comedian, I'm like, Sean Spicer, you bring him out at the Emmys. That's a great bit. That is that is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Such a ridiculous thing. Coming out on the podium like Melissa McCarthy. Right. The whole thing. And then they said goodbye to Melissa McCarthy, which is kind of funny. <laughs> funny bit. Yeah. As a comedian. As like just a human being. Tough like, to watch. It's tough to watch. <laughs> yeah. I will say, though, that if you impersonate somebody, they should get the chance uh, to, like, to either mock that impersonation themselves yeah. or to like respond in some way that isn't disrespectful. So to some degree, I don't think it made him look good. I think it was worse than all that was all the selfies. It's oh, like, yeah, that was <laughs> it's like swap. It's like imagine the New England Revolution players swapping jerseys with the Atlanta United players. Yeah. After that seven nil, <laughs> could you imagine that? Yeah, that is the equivalent of uh, of you know what he did to our country. Yeah, no, but I'm saying it's <laughs> no, like no, you no, don't no. show that reverence. You exactly, know what I mean? exactly. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's almost like you, you, I don't know if you ever seen uh, the Dave Chappelle bit talking about um, Michael Richards, Kramer from Seinfeld, <laughs> talking about him. Had a bad, had a bad bit. <laughs> had a bad, yeah. had a bad was, set. A bad set. Like, oh, you know, you get him next time, kid. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, one of the- <laughs> that's when he said I'm 60% comedian, 40% black. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah. as a comedian, I, and you know, I, it's cause some people were very, uh, like, how could you, this is what's wrong with Hollywood. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They're, they're in bed with the same exact people that they, that, uh, that they denigrate and all this right. stuff. Uh, but at, as a comedian, I'm just like, all right, well, I, I understand how you feel, but like when it comes to sorry about that, God, God bless. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, it is a. Uh, I was as a comedian. I'm like, you know what? I I, I couldn't think of a better. That's a, that's a yo. Somebody called to somebody. Colbert was like, you think Spicer would come on? Yeah, that was great. And then to have him walk out with the pony. He's mocking himself, you know, yeah. it makes him look silly and stupid. At the same time, like I, as a comic, I looked at it and I was like, all right. All I right. see where this came. I see where this came from. <laughs> good callback. Full, yeah, went full circle with this bit. Pretty good. Melissa McCarthy's reaction is classic. <laughs> the best. Why it's, are we talking about this? This has nothing to do with soccer. It was just uh, everything has everything to do with soccer. Everybody, everybody got something to do with soccer. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Sean Spicer's a pro real truther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean Spicer wants an open market. <laughs> what was the impression? Let, let the market decide. Yeah. What? what was the I did like a nerd impression last week? Oh, right? I was saying it was the professor. Yes, that's right. Professor, like that. professor Frank, yeah, and you said it was a it was a uh, uh, a black comic doing, doing a white guy. guy. Yeah, well, I guess I have to speak to your manager. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know who the Frank is, but I Kale put like I love the impression. I'm like I don't know who this character is. <laughs> I might have to look at Futurama, I, right? I, it, no, from The Simpsons. Oh, from Simpsons. But it, obviously, Matt Groening created both shows, and both voices were a part of the show. Anyway. Uh, I'm glad we talked about that and Power Rangers in the first segment. Oh uh, yeah, bringing so, up all the youth. <laughs> we're getting, uh, we're getting all of them. So uh, some MLS. There's so much amazing soccer this weekend. Uh, 
uh, let's um, where, where should we start? Because there was there was a lot of fun stuff. You know what? I actually, I th- I thought this was pretty fun. Because so, from Chicago, we just talking to Connor Drew. Let's start there. Let's start with Chicago. All okay. right, cool. That makes sense. Uh, uh so uh, Chicago did uh, get another win. Uh, they won three nothing against DC United. Uh, the team. I mean. DCU, uh, they should have known uh, going into this game that DC United can only defeat Atlanta and no one else. And that's it. That's the only team they can. Their superpowers <laughs> calm down as soon as they get out of Atlanta. 70 what? How many? Yeah, yeah. Well, doesn't matter to us. <laughs> Although, you know, sometimes players sit out for a long time. So I'm really happy to see that someone got back on the scoring sheet for DC that we haven't seen in a while. Own goal. Own goal. Ian Hart. Own goal is back, baby. <laughs> Killing it this year. All right, All right. DC. <laughs> DC's two top scorers are a guy out Atlanta and own goal. <laughs> that is the most yeah. embarrassing number. I mean, geez, man, what's happening there? You know what's funny? Uh, Heaps got fired from DC as well. That's how bad DC is playing. <laughs> Heaps got fired from there. They had to let him go. Yeah. Uh, it was a weird phone call. <laughs> He's, He's like, like, wait, I don't think I work. No, but you know what? You still fired. Is this like because of the single entity thing? <laughs> <laughs> He was like, that's, I, that's, "It would be awesome if uh, MLS, when an MLS coach gets fired, he gets <laughs> he gets a phone call from every other team because <laughs> they're all part of. They're all part of. It's, it's like, like hey. the co-op board. It just does not stop. It's like my phone yeah. will not stop ringing. He's like, Guys, I don't even speak French. Okay, Montreal, <laughs> please stop telling me I'm fired. <laughs> just Seattle calling is like, hey, I got bad news. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. You know, it's a three hour time difference. Yeah. I got this call <laughs> three like hours, nineteen ago. other times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beckham, your team isn't even here." Yet. Why are you making this phone call? Yeah, it looked like it looked like you can't come back. I don't know why he's not from Liverpool. But, oh, hello, this is so Ringo. Just a, what a great concept to single entity. Just everybody get to say. <laughs> Although to the same to the same uh, effect, uh, when somebody wins the MLS Cup, all the Everybody, all the players yeah, come out. They <laughs> just just four hundred players are on the pitch. <laughs> we all get a piece. We all get a piece of this. Everybody gets. To, everybody gets to run around with it at least once. <laughs> um, so. Uh, speaking of that on goal, that was a really, really bad on goal. I've seen no, some bad actually, ones. You know, like it was a good on goal. Like, I mean, it, it was, was a great. It, it was, was a, a perfect <laughs> strike, a, a perfect header, uncontested by yeah. Bill Hamid. I mean, <laughs> you really, know, Bill Hamid stops everything except it was. I mean, his feet were like planted into, like, yeah. into the ground. He really did not expect that one. I um, <laughs> I watched that and I'm like, what was he trying to do? I mean, it 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 looks like uh, it looks like one of those um. Uh, like heading it back to the keeper, you know, so you can uh, get it with his hands, right? But you're you're he you didn't realize do how that close a foot away, yeah, <laughs> too close. He was like on the the six yard box, yeah, and it was like top bins, like you know, as they but say it was from England, a throw in like, from uh, Matt Polster from a throw in, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, an own goal off of a long <laughs> throw in. It's just confusing. It's like. When people make fun of the quality of MLS, I like to defend it, and then something like that happens, and I'm yeah. like, "All right." Ian, Ian's not really looking looking out for the single entity of nah. all the quality. <laughs> Don Garber made a phone call, like, "Come on, player, <laughs> you know, I'm trying try to sell TV rights. This <laughs> can't be putting out this product. Come on, man. <laughs> the ratings dipped as soon yo, as that happened. Yo, why are you doing NS, NASL things <laughs> up in MLS? Why are you doing that?" Um, but they they did look uh, uh, they did look great uh, Chicago uh, and, and we were talking to Drew obviously about uh, you know he he we got to come in for Bastion Bastion was out this yeah. game uh, and 
yeah, I, 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 like I told him, handles himself uh, very well. I, and, and you can see the difference from, uh, especially a player like him who's like more comfortable in the midfield. And, and you know, because I've seen him play a couple games right. At, at right back. Uh, but you, you, you really saw him be way more comfortable this time. And, Absolutely. And he, I think it was the... The second goal, uh, the yeah, it was the second goal that that Brandon Vincent scored. Yeah, he that he got he got the second assist from he passed it to uh, Arturo Alvarez. Alvarez uh, and MLS the second assists. That's right. And he, so you but, can assist and assist. But it was a great uh, it was a great move. He did like a back heel to like settle yeah. the ball. Uh, got it to Alvarez. Alvarez put that ball perfect for for Brandon Vincent. It's a beast. Yeah, he, he uh, uh, yeah, it was just a great goal, a great header. Uh, and, and I think it was Vincent's second goal uh, of the year. Uh, but yeah, and then and your boy uh, Nikolic Nikolic scoring again got the got the penalty. He had one. He had one. Well, I oh, he, swore had, it was. he had several. But there was could. one where the ball was just I think it was Akam sent it right to his foot. Yeah. And he just did like the straight just like poacher's goal inside the inside of the outside foot, you know, sort of almost like back heel side heel kind of thing yeah and when i heard it careen off of bill hamid i was like no <laughs> how did hamid get down there that fast yeah it, it was uh especially the last couple of weeks since uh since your love affair yeah with, uh with nico um i yeah i've been kind of i think it's my fault <laughs> just i just it's good to see him scoring again yeah because you know uh, uh, we were we were worried for a second. We didn't know what uh, we, we talked about. Curse of the Alexis hug. The 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 bad juju that you yeah. left on him when he when uh, when he hugged you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad that uh, maybe that's put to rest. <laughs> that is that is now gone. Uh, no <laughs> one brings that up anymore. Uh, but yeah, I was very nervous when uh, I saw that he wasn't scoring a lot. I'm like, uh oh. Mm-hmm. Did I shame him into eating gluten? <laughs> and that's what the problem is. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, so this this actually puts uh, uh, Chicago, I believe, four points back from NYCFC for second place. Yeah. Uh, NYCFC uh, drew against Colorado. Tough. That was a tough one. Tough one. Uh, great goal from Tommy Mack, though. Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. Beast. By the way, I think he scored three goals this season. All three are exactly the same. <laughs> from the same spot. Same, the same, same curl. Same, same position. Rocket. I mean. Uh, I mean, they every team should know. Yeah. He's, if he's like 12 yards out of the, out of the box. <laughs> that's it. You. That's where. This is where. That, treat it like it's a penalty kick. Yeah. Like, that, like he's yeah. that. He's that close. You, you know to- what he's gonna do. <laughs> and I. Th- I forgot who said it. One of the. One of the announcers. I was watching a highlight of a match that I didn't watch. But I think it was Don Lottie. I think it was Don Lottie's uh, beast goal, but somebody goes, pick out the, I'll take care of those cobwebs for you, like yeah. in the corner, just in the corner. That is Tommy. He is hitting that top right corner. Yeah. Hitting those cobwebs out of there for you. He's never, uh, he's never like uh, seen a goal that, that, that was scored like on the ground. Like, no. that, that rolled into the net. Why would you do that? <laughs> no. You saw I'm... that space up there? <laughs> There's nobody up there. Yeah. Look at all the space right here. <laughs> Why would you go over there? Look at all this right here. He's, he's like, he, he treats goals like he's decorating a room. He's like, look, yeah. just blank space up there. Got a lot of new space up there. <laughs> you gotta, you, he really, he sounds the, like a contractor anyway. So this, this goal is not, is not very feng shui right yeah, now. Yeah, no, <laughs> you, no. all this unru- you guys are doing it all wrong. <laughs> I mean, you're leaving all this space here. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maxi Morales, you take that part down there. I'll go up here. I'll be all right. So, um, uh, yeah, so they, that yeah, that was uh, I was watching that game and that and that game uh, against yeah. uh, against Colorado. It, it again uh, every time NYCFC plays these terrible teams. You're like you kind of go in. We're like, oh, we expect they play to the level of their competition. <laughs> and that's not always a good thing. Uh, you know, David Villa didn't start because uh, he was recovering from that injury, right? And uh, uh, but but uh, Dominic Baji gets that gets that late goal. 
Um, last minute. Yeah, last minute. Kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the words? Uh, deflate. It's a deflating. It's yeah. Deflating for, for a lot of the NYCFC fans. They wanted those. Yeah, that's the word I was thinking. Yeah, that's exactly what we were thinking. Uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's, uh, what I, oh, I, w- this game I thought was super, super exciting. Montreal, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. Yes. Uh, this, the team. That you didn't expect to get more than what eleven points, twelve points this year. Twelve team? points, I uh, think, was my uh, initial initial prediction. But let's not forget how bad they looked when I made that prediction. <laughs> no, they looked. I mean, it's it's a. F- I was gonna say it's a fair prediction, but it really isn't because. I feel like in MLS, like you're gonna stumble onto some points. You're gonna fi- you're gonna disc- you're gonna find some points you had uh, like in in a in an old pair of jeans that you didn't know <laughs> you didn't know you loved. That was the twelve I gave them <laughs> at that time. They're like, oh my god, I I put these away in my closet. Yeah. I didn't even realize. It's almost like it's almost like we earned the points <laughs> when you look at it this way. But it is exciting when you find points oh in your god. pocket <laughs> you, you didn't that you didn't know you had. Adrian Heath is going through his closet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, this game was was great and and uh, you know may, definitely a sad result for for Montreal who's trying to uh, keep up and they look good man it was like Tiki Taka what Jack, what is that uh, Jackson Hamill he looked yeah, great and, yeah um, Jamali Jamali Blairam Jamali that goal was a, Jamali oh my god they, they they Montreal did lose this game three to two but I don't know how man yeah I mean they they had a. a Obviously, they had a, great, a couple great chances, and 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 Piatti was as Piatti does as Piatti does, you know, yeah. as Piatti do, as yeah. you know, that's how that's how he says it. That's uh, how he says it. <laughs> Piatti does it. Piatti do, but he, uh, it, 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 it's you know, we we've seen him be super deceptive. Yeah, uh, and 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 he was, I mean, he was burning some of these Minnesota defenders. It was, it was hard to watch. Yeah, but he couldn't. He really couldn't uh, bury them, and he also missed that penalty. Uh, yeah. uh, Shuttleworth did stop that, and uh, my, I always wonder if it was Shuttleworth guessing right, or if it was shut. Like, does someone get in their head? Because Shuttleworth, I mean, literally flew to the exact position where that ball was going. You think he's tipping his pitches? Yeah, man. <laughs> Piatti, he does a little, maybe scratches his. Uh, got a call to the bullpen. <laughs> get somebody, get somebody else to and do there's it. There's the end of my baseball now. <laughs> but he, um, yeah, he he was uh, as as deceptive as he normally uh, is, and and but but Minnesota, I mean, they they really they just hung in there. Yeah, uh, and it, it, you know they. Ha- I think that was their second road win. Uh, you know, I wouldn't. If you told me it was a second win, I would be like, okay, be like, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it okay. makes sense. <laughs> but it, it, it's interesting, especially seeing a player like Abu Danladi, who's. Uh, the, I feel like the last couple of weeks, even though Mont- uh, Minnesota hasn't won that many games, but they, I think they've won. Uh, they've won like two or three games in yeah. like the last like two months or something like that. Yeah, they're playing a lot better than they were. And they're playing a with month a, ago. a little bit of confidence, but Danladi specifically, he's sco- he's been scoring a bunch. Yeah, and I mean it can't be understated that this guy was playing college soccer a year ago. Yeah, he. I mean he he got the the, the game winning goal uh, towards the end of the game. It wasn't just a game winning goal. It was like damn near world class. Yeah, I mean it just a uh, 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 just a blast. Uh, there, there, uh, who was it? Evan Bush? There was nothing. He, he... No, he stepped, but he also like you know he gave himself a little bit of space. He stepped away from Simon. You know Simon is. You know, a national player for Belgium. I mean, you know, yeah, they, it's for Montreal uh, for their style of play, for uh, sort of the quality that they have in their players. The and 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 speak of Laurent Simon, there is they make so many defensive mistakes 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, well, they're they're on thirty six points, eight points back from a uh, uh, from a uh, no uh, six, six points, points back, six from, back from, yeah from a playoff position. position, and and uh, they're not, they're not. I feel like these the, the points that they have don't reflect like the quality of the team. And uh, no, but, they also but, went through like a really bad run, you know. Yeah, but defensively, it, it, for for having uh, especially a player like Simon, they, they, I don't know. It, it sort of bugs me how bad they are defensively. Yeah, I would I would say that that seems to be their biggest issue. You know, uh, especially with the, some of their youth players, it seems like their midfield is good. Uh, their midfield's fine. Maybe up front, they don't have a lot of uh, goal scorers. Jamali seems to be helping that out. Yeah, he's he's doing what he was brought in uh, to do. I uh, I know uh, Tabla was in this game as well, and uh, Johnny Vettabla. He uh, Balu Johnny Vettabla. I love saying the name. It's a great, yeah, it's a great name. Uh, Just like saying Balu. <laughs> so. Uh, watching him, uh, you know, ever since he had the sort of thing with Chup possibly trying want, to get sold, trying yeah. to get sold, trying to go to Chelsea and all this other stuff. Uh, he, I, I don't know. I feel like now I watch him and I'm like more critical. I'm like, what are you going to do? Are you going to play him? What are you going to do yeah. here? Oh, you want to get sold? Oh, you want to get sold? All right, let's uh-huh. see, so let's see what you can do out oh, here. That's how you're going to get sold? <laughs> Doing that old bullshit? <laughs> I would say the same thing, but I mean, I'm I'm really impressed with the the level of skill they have in their youth. Um, you know, I, I can't really imagine Montreal is a, a, you know, a great place to train year round and they seem to have great skilled players. Yeah, they, 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 there's a lot of skill. There's a, there's a lot of uh, quality, but that it sort of doesn't translate to like the fundamentals. They, they don't they're not like a gritty team. No, they're also like such different players that they have on there. It seems like it's a, a bit of a hodgepodge of a, of a team. Um, but they kind of, you know, like watching some of that build up play, uh, was absolutely incredible. Sure. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, but doesn't, doesn't translate to wins. The build, build up. If you get, time. if you get, if you, uh, if they're awarded build up plays, I mean, uh, yeah, Montreal would, they'd be hoisting the cup right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they'd be like, oh, we got to give it. They're clearly so far ahead in, in build up differential. Well, guess who won build up cup yet again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they yeah they they'd be honored. Uh let's uh let's also go to uh let's let's do um we'll end with Atlanta. Yeah. And but let's uh talk about uh Real Salt Lake against uh Portland. Portland loses this game 2 to 1 uh at where is it? Where they play? Rio Tinto. Yeah. Or the riot as they call it. All right. Um okay, we calm got, down. Calm, take it easy, Come guys. on, Seattle. I mean same look what Salt Lake City. <laughs> Other cities that start with S. Um San Diego. Portland loses this game. And you know, part of me is like uh, you know, they 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 uh, Part of you should be like, how did that happen? No, not how that happened. Ross Ra- Lake has, uh, you know, playing Pe- much better. Yeah, yeah. Pecky got them uh, in, in in some good form, but as you know, they beat NYCFC the week prior. Yeah. in in, uh, in a game that was, you know, I didn't. I think NYCFC could have gotten some points out of. They could have played better. But, you know, part of me was like, all right, yeah, you know, it's a little karma coming back. For, 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 uh, That's what you get. For, uh, uh, Don't disrespect us ever again. Uh, David Guzman holding Max Morales and not getting a red. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you know what? That's good, good for you guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Take that out, son. Uh, but this game, uh, the last couple weeks, I feel like uh, Jefferson Saverino and, and Rusnak 
are like potential goal of the week all the time. Severino has been Severino's <laughs> last goal was just like ah, <laughs> sucio, <laughs> literally just dirty. You were just like uh, even his celebration was like don't touch, me. don't touch, me. don't touch. I'm me. too dirty right now. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm sorry I did that to you. I gotta call your mother and apologize. <laughs> Um, but the, uh, some controversy, I don't know. I, I don't know how, uh, some people w- watching it, the, the first goal from Rusnak that, uh, I, I, Jeff Adenella, he got his hands on, but yeah. I mean, it was a rocket. It without, still went in. Yeah. It still went in, but it, it, it looked like poor keeping. I don't know. I couldn't, what, what did you think? I don't know that, it, you know, it's funny, like Antonella, like he, the, I think the announcer even said he was caught out of position. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how much that is. I don't know enough about it's goalkeeping. Weird when, I, it's weird when people are like, caught out of position when it's also a missile, like a, yeah. a heat-seeking missile. Like My up. thing is you hit the ball that hard so that even if the guy gets a hand on it, it still yeah. goes in. So like kind of was, that was the purpose of that shot. You know what I mean? Sure. So I don't, um, I don't look at that and say it was necessarily a goalkeeping error. To me, it's like when when you parry the ball away, which seems to be like all that Tim Howard knows how to do now. Speaking of that, by the way, like he parried the ball and then it goes into like at where the action is. Mm-hmm. That to me is much more of an error than he dove, got right to where it was and then couldn't stop it from going in. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it, 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 it made him look bad. That, that, yeah, I, for sure. I, I think that's the thing that it, it just looks worse. But also, who he, cares? He's the backup. I mean, I would say Timbers fans probably care a little bit. Yeah, but I'm saying like, you know, and he's also been pretty great though. He's been pretty weeks. great, which is why he let him get one. <laughs> he took one bad, you know, made one mistake. Sure. Uh, yeah, for the most part, like even if he missed it, I would I would have been like, oh well, he got it got by him. But he, right. I I think he was in uh in, in position to stop the shot, and he and he and he didn't. He yeah. I, and but but I also but hate it, it was they, also hit very very. That's hard. what I'm saying. They take the credit away from Rusnak, which is not. You know, I don't think that's fair. I, uh, I would I would say the same thing. Uh, but yeah, well, but uh, glad we agree. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that puts RSL, uh, I believe, in uh, in playoff. I think they they held you think on to win the uh, sports shield. <laughs> Couldn't even say, <laughs> Couldn't even say it with a straight face. They yeah, they have a they have a good opportunity. I mean, look, they have thirty. They have thirty eight points. Uh, and Vancouver, Vancouver is in first place. What I tell you, yo, <laughs> from day beginning one. of the season, <laughs> I knew they were going to go out and make all those deals <laughs> and get Freddie Montero back from the Portuguese league. I mean, the, the Western Conference is that uh, it looks like it's upside down from last year. It's uh, yeah, very Doesn't much. It? Look at the bottom. It's Colorado Rapids in eleventh place. Tenth place is LA Galaxy. Minnesota get them sure. out of there. FC Dallas. They All just, the better teams from last year. They just, they just held up a mirror to, yeah. to the Western <laughs> yeah, Conference yeah. table, and they were like, "Okay, yeah." yeah. It's like how dyslexic <laughs> kids read. You know what I mean? That's that's what's wrong with the Western Conference. It They're is all dyslexic. dyslexic. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> understandable. But, Not allowed in my house. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is pretty wild how tight the, this race is because there's going to, I mean, uh, Minnesota's obviously not making it to the playoffs, but they're in ninth place and they're, Minnesota is doing better than the Galaxy and the Rapids. Yeah, but ninth, uh, be, between eighth and fifth place is separated by one point. Yeah, so it's going to, it's super gonna, tight. We don't know who's going in the playoffs. It is going to be very much like the final day of the season. Right. It's not going to be Minnesota. But other than that, <laughs> so, we don't know. Guys, we definitely know it's not going to yeah. be Minnesota. So if anybody is holding out some hope that they possibly could be Minnesota. It's not going to be. Because of the numbers. No, there's no way. No. Minnesota's so bad, they might relegate him. You know what I mean? They might much go back to the end. Yeah, they won't even replace him with a team. They'll just have an uh, uh, uneven number of teams. Beckham gets two teams. Just, <laughs> you go. Um, 
So, so yeah, but but it, it does raise a lot of questions about uh, what is going on with FC Dallas. Uh, the the uh, sort of a big drop. Uh, not Houston Dy- uh, Dynamo. Dude, their supporter shield winners last year. That's a massive drop. Yeah, it is weird. They've- Houston Dynamo was playing much better this year, though. I really thought that they were sort of going to, you know, creep up a little bit closer to the top. Maybe end the year. Maybe not in first place, but at least in third. Sure. You know, Sporting Kansas City not going away. Shalui looking good. Shalui. Yeah, Shalui. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh boy. I know we don't you, want. You know who gets upset <laughs> right now? Kuzer just broke his phone. Uh, Shalui, uh, which I didn't know he was a homegrown kid. Uh, I didn't know that. Either. I think he technically is. He moved there from somewhere. So did uh, because he's he's any French or I don't know. Latif Blessing also came from like uh middle of Africa. They were scouting him out there. Okay. Um, so those two players playing absolutely incredible there. Seattle Sounders is not going away, you know. Well, and and uh, Seattle uh, played against FC Dallas, and they had a nil nil uh, draw. Yeah. Uh, not really much to that game outside of um, the kind of a bit of a little little skirmish between uh, uh, Kellen Acosta and Clint Dempsey. Did you see this? They were fighting. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah, they got into a little. Uh, there was a there was a. I called. I don't. I don't think it was a foul. Be, uh, it was nothing between them, but I think they were both defending like their their teammates. Yeah. Uh, but it's you don't really see men's national team players really like they were like nose to nose. Yeah. You know, kind of no no physic no physical. It, they were so close that I like I was. It was as close as the like Chris Childs, Kobe Bryant. Like if if somebody swung, I would have been like, okay, yeah, yeah, we're, this is this is getting real. Did one of them swing Nobody and punch sw- the other guy in the neck as opposed <laughs> to the face? Nobody swung, but Kellen Acosta did kind of like put his hand on Dempsey's like chest, like like yo, you crazy, like. But yeah. he, he didn't push. He he sort of walked away. And, and and removed his body from the situation. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, look, I, Kellen Acosta, I got a lot of respect for you because we all know Clint's a damn goon. <laughs> you know what? Deuce is a fucking goon. <laughs> He's not a dude you want to mess with. But nah. uh, the the optics of it, it, it felt. You know, I kind of liked it because it felt a little uh, premier, passing of the torch. Not pr- passing of the torch, but Premier League esque, where like the it's almost club over country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where they're like, no, yo, it's like, yeah, we play together, but yeah, when we when wearing we're, the stars and stripes, we cool we're right cool, now. Right now, ninety minutes, we in them ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that that kind of uh, passion. Uh, it's pretty cool. And FC Dallas needs something like that. You know, remember like, you know, in the NBA when a team is just not playing well, they said like the coach needs to go out there or like in baseball, the team's not playing oh, well, the coach needs to go out argue and, get, with the yeah, umpire. and get like kicked out to show like some pa- I, FC Dallas needs anything that's going to make them play better or pick them up a bit. They've got too much talent on that team to be playing in the level they are right now. Yeah, it is a shame. I, I'm part of me hopes that they kind of miss the playoffs because I hate teams that like are in like a kind of a bit of a rut and then they win like the last two and then they right. and then they never fix what that rut is. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. then they're going to just going to get Which bounced out early back to the men's national team. not making the world cup. It's kind of the same thing. No, it's to some degree. It's the same thing. Sure. Uh, uh, so yeah, so that 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 was uh, an interesting thing. Uh, but let's. Uh, Which is why we talked about it. You know, we're we're into that talking about stuff. Uh, Vancouver, who are in first place in the Western Conference. What a what a crazy out year! Out of nowhere, I don't know. Just like what a terrible start, yeah. and then all of a sudden they're just like 
they just inform they haven't they haven't necessarily been like uh flashy in any way but they just like they're just getting it done they get it done they finally found someone to score uh in freddie montero and eric rosado and, no, and, that was last week yeah, yeah, yeah. and bolaño still missing open <laughs> shots uh jordi reina 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 jordi reina yo he is jordi yeah jordi. <laughs> by the way uh Autographed both posts That dude <laughs> What a damn shame But I will say This dude There's something electric About him Yeah I really love the way he plays What nationality is he? He is I, I don't want to say Venezuelan I, I, will I want to say Get him out of the country But he's in Canada So <laughs> you're lucky I wouldn't really uh, Did he, you just Google Venezuela? I did Because I had it in my head I just <laughs> That was the last word I said yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how Google works for you? Yeah you already Google You should know what yeah. I mean When I say Venezuela I mean it's listening to us Anyway, <laughs> he's per- Peruvian. He's Peruvian, Peruvian dude. Uh, let me tell you. I mean, I I can't get enough of the way he plays. He reminds me of not a specific player, but he reminds me of like someone that you bring in specifically to sort of change the energy in the game. You know what I mean? Sure. He he definitely has. Uh, uh, not only is like he's just a a, a a quick player, but he's you can clearly see uh, a, a little a little flair. He has a little. He plays with a little bit of style. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and you saw that on. Uh, and he's hard to get off the ball. Oh man. Sure. I mean, you you see that quality uh, whenever he hits the post. I mean, he's he's just really. I don't think anyone has ever <laughs> hit the post with such grace <laughs> as Jordi Reyna. Just, just a beautiful. Just look as I wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit my grandchildren down one day. And I'm gonna be like, you gotta. You just have to watch them. Just. You oh, you think your modern players know how to hit the post? <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, you you want to see this man at crossbar challenge? I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's just gonna. Dent, dent the damn by crossbar. He's gonna break it. <laughs> I mean, everything was missing. Headers, everything hitting the post. But, but you know what? He, you want you want someone who has that energy that's out there trying to get those smart, goals. He's a want. smart player. He yeah. got he he uh, got the assist on the on the first goal that Freddie Montero scored. Uh, I forgot who made the original pass, uh, but he he kind of uh, did a, a header through pass. You don't really see many of those. No, a header through a through ball. Uh, that was impressive, and and uh, and Montero put it away. Uh, uh, but the, uh, interesting game, right? Because uh, Vancouver and Columbus just uh, this game ended two uh, two. Uh, but Vancouver and Columbus just did, did that uh, big trade. Yeah, uh, uh, earlier this year. But there were two players that sort of are involved, right? Kukurimane, but also Chani. Yeah, Chani was also, and they yeah. both scored. Yeah, uh, so that was cool. And but Kukurimane didn't celebrate. So it's just that weird photo of him being picked up, and he's like, he's <laughs> just yeah, just a <laughs> yeah. It looked like an easy. Uh, uh, you know, it's like usually that's like the face that somebody makes uh, behind like a newscaster uh, um, that that gets me. Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, he uh, he's his goal was uh, another just rocket. Yeah, and Kukurumani also had an assist. He did have the assist yeah. uh, that that Ola Kamara made that great run on. Dude, Ola Kamara, I think what he's got what thirty goals in the last two seasons. Sure, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he's no, he does. He's yeah, he's doing great. Yeah, I bring facts. Oh, okay, right here in my notes. <laughs> huh? Look at them. Um, Tony Chani uh, did score the the uh, I think it was like in the ninety second minute, uh, and uh, also no, didn't celebrate. Very respectful. Yeah. Uh, but it just kind of I don't know if you saw some uh, Premier League games over over the weekend, but Romelu Lukaku 
played against Everton. And boy, did he. And boy, did he not. <laughs> he, did, yeah. he did not hold back. Now you're like, I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. What, are, are you uh, one of the uh, these people that are, are like very offended when people do that? Or what, you do you not care? You respect the team you came from. Yeah, so you're 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 upset with like a behavior like Lukaku. Um, I you know it doesn't affect me, but like if I guess the last major lost player, and you know as an Arsenal fan, more are coming, I'm sure. But the last player that we really like lost that like I like I loved was like maybe Robin Van Persie. Mm-hmm. You know when he scored for uh when he scored for Manchester United didn't celebrate. Watching even Cesc Fabregas to this day celebrate stuff with Chelsea pisses me off. You know what I mean? Against Arsenal or against anybody? Against Arsenal. Sure. It just annoys the living shit out of me. <laughs> but I, because I think you don't do that. You show respect to the, and you don't have to you do it forever. You show respect forever? No, you don't have to do it forever. Maybe a season. But if you play for Arsenal, it's forever. For every other team, for, I mean, if you played for Everton, you take a moment of silence. Other than that, you're good. <laughs> Uh, just take take a pregnant pause. And yeah. they, they, that's Speaking note. of, I, look, I know we don't talk much, but you're an Everton fan. Did you hear that uh, uh, Rooney's wife wants him to take a break from uh, soccer so they could fix on their they could fix their marriage? I didn't hear this. Yeah, <laughs> that's just as soon as I heard, it, I was like, oh boy, Christian's gonna be really happy about that. Oh, well, I hope. You know what? I I'm, you guys need couples counseling. You really yeah. need to fix things right now. You're like, just get divorced. Keep playing <laughs> soccer. I don't know what the point is. Um. So yeah, it, it, it yeah it, it in MLS it's probably a little different because trades are not uh you know they're not you know they're not the the players in, in not in that much control right. uh you know the, I think Tony Chana used to play for like the Red Bulls and he didn't celebrate when he scored against the Red Bulls yeah I mean but it, it's sort of a, a customary thing right to, yeah to uh, and it's definitely have some respect have it just show a little respect and yeah. and it was cool uh, that these guys uh, did that and they were aware like. Uh, uh, just of, of the optics of, of right. something like that. So, uh, yeah, good on both of them. Yeah. Uh, and Lukaku, you get a little, go, maybe next, get him next time. Yeah. You know, maybe don't celebrate next time when you definitely score because yeah. you will definitely score. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I was watching that game. It was 1 0. I'm like, oh, I think Everton could come back. Internet goes out. So I was like, oh, I'm trying to fix so it. It's, so it's your fault. I'm fixing the router. <laughs> and at some point, I'm like, all right, this just isn't going to work. So I, I just go back to data on my cell phone and I look it up. And I'm like, well, that I, God, this is broken too. This can't possibly be the score so quickly. <laughs> it couldn't have changed <laughs> yeah. that dramatically oh, so boy. fast. Uh, you called up your ISP yeah. like, hey, something's wrong with my specific scoreline on yeah. my yeah. E, um, my Premier League app. Clearly something's <laughs> wrong. I mean, twice. I, you know, Arsenal's not at the top and everything can't be losing by this much already. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually curious uh, for people listening. Do you care that much about people, about former players celebrating? Yeah, if you're a Vancouver Whitecap fan, how did it feel to see... Uh, Kakuta Mane not celebrate. Does that matter to you? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. You know, I, vice versa. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious what MLS fans feel about that. Or, you know, maybe some MLS fans who maybe don't watch other leagues. Do Do you even know that that's a thing? You know, yeah. maybe some people don't even know. And also, the running up the score. Let us know what you think about that. Do you sure. think that was disrespectful? So uh, let, uh, let's finish up with uh, Atlanta. Speaking of running up the score. Speaking of running up the score. I mean, we can we can talk about... New England. Though I feel like the Orlando game was uh, there was there was more to it, you know, outside of just the uh, you know just a seven nil scoreline. I think it was that was uh, uh, remarkable, memorable. Yeah, uh, and I think it's it, it's going to be an important uh, sort of marker in Atlanta United and don't history. and don't get it twisted. That sold more tickets. What what when you say that 
that the running up the score. But oh, okay, that, that sure. score line sold more tickets. Yeah, and they what well, and this game, the game against Orlando, ended up getting uh, six goals. Yeah, that was the that was the record breaking game. I mean, it's and they scored a ton of goals on that one. They put on a even show. though. They drew. That was a great was game a to gr- watch. A great, great game. It was so, so entertaining. Tom Dwyer finally showed up. Yeah. For- you know, and boy, what a time to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, for someone of his height, he is incredible at finishing in the air. He uh, he got he got mad ups. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's not. He got hops. He got hops, dog. Uh, yeah. Half man, half amazing. And yeah. one and one mixtape video. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the professor. That's all. Awesome. Uh yeah, so I mean, th- this game, uh, no shortage of goals. Uh, yeah. I love games like these, these back and forth games. It reminded me of the uh, the Red Bulls NYCFC their their second game. Yeah, uh, that it was just back and forth. NYCFC ended up winning that one three uh, two. But you you sort of love the the. You know the the, the comebacks uh, every single time it's equalizing, right? Yeah, and I think there was like what five uh, lead changes in this game. Yeah. You know, watching something like that, it just kept you on the seat of your of the edge of your seat the entire time. And it was something that, as a, as a neutral fan for this game, I just wanted to see goals anyway. You know, sure. and I wanted to see action provided all of that. Yeah. It, yeah, they they, uh, they checked every box. So, and if you were if you were non MLS fan and you happen to turn that game on, or if you're a non MLS fan and you happen to go to that game because, uh, you know, everybody was going and it was a you know a big event. That those types of games, those last two games for Atlanta, um, you know, going back to the conversation we had in the first segment, shit like that changes everything. Shit like that changes everything for soccer. People watch that and like, oh my god! I you know go back to the day when you know Arsenal was playing Reading in uh, the Capital One Cup back then. It might have been the Carlin Cup, and they won seven five in overtime. You know, in extra time, and people were like, you know, a bunch of like non soccer fans were like just enthralled with what was happening at the bar, just watching it with me. And at the end, they were like, man, are all soccer games like that? And sure. I didn't have the heart to tell them no. That's the kind of stuff that so gets you, people so interested. You, you don't have the heart to tell them no, so you tell them yes every. Single Single one. Every single one. They all in seven five. One somebody asked them by seven five, but they keep playing. Um, it was just one of those things where like watching these last two games for Atlanta, especially this one against um, Orlando, which is their biggest rival. Yeah. You got to see that that hated passion, you know. When um who was it that scored? Was it Dom Dwyer where uh, uh, only two other people went over to him and hugged him and the crowd, the boo from that crowd was Deafening even on TV. Yeah, you know, it was. I I like that. Uh, I like that Orlando went into that game. They they finally went into that game with confidence. Like we're gonna we're gonna try to actually win this game. Orlando as opposed to look, not lose. Yeah, Orlando does look like they're turning a corner, or they turned a corner that day. I feel like them getting that draw was a win for them. Sure, I mean it does a lot for their confidence, especially guys. You know the the the, the both guys who scored Dom Dwyer with the brace and Kyle Laren who. The the dream, right? You you pay all that money to Dwyer for that for the game's exact for that for that exact result. You want to take three points, but going into a stadium filled with seventy thousand opposing fans, not the easiest place to go. That's not the easiest game to win. So to pull out a draw when no one else thought you could, sure. that's huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it kind of felt like a loss, even though you know Atlanta came back. It kind of felt like a loss for Atlanta. Yeah, and in. Overall, it, it's to to pl- to play any team three times and get three wins is very very hard unless you're uh, the Red Bulls playing 
NYCFC in 2016. Uh, oh, I thought we were going to go this year. Damn it. <laughs> no. Uh, we got to draw into wins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but... Uh, yeah, uh, I think it was it was very significant that Orlando scored first. Yeah, uh, I think that was in, again in, in that arena, seventy thousand people. Quiet that to many quiet, people. Yeah, yeah, they just it, it really really helped them. Yeah, uh, a lot. And uh, and I think it, it raised some concerns. Uh, you know, I think Atlanta should have won this game. Almirón had had like two or three really great chances that that Bendik just kind of you know he just got to them. Uh, but. This uh, again, I can't. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say that they have so many problems defensively. I don't think that that's Atlanta's issue. I know right. uh, uh, LGP didn't play this game, right? Uh, and I, 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 I don't know if it was like I don't think it's a yellow card. I, I, I have I haven't looked it up. He he didn't play this game. Maybe it's just because they've played so many games and they, right. so, you know, some of these players just need a little. Walks bit of rest. also had. Probably one of the worst matches I've seen in a long time. Yeah, well, he he, uh, but he took he took it on the chin on Twitter. That's right. That? that that was interesting. He 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 did like publicly, kind of just like not. Uh, he didn't. Po- did he apologize? He, he just he said did. like he no. T- he he apologized his- to the players. He apologized to the fans, and he took full credit for it. And when people were like, "Dude, it wasn't your fault. That was blah blah blah," he would respond like, "No, it was a hundred percent my fault." So on and so forth. I can't. You couldn't ask for a better teammate. Sure. Than someone who's willing to do that, even if it's not his fault, if he uses that as inspiration to go play better and train harder, I mean, shit. And you know what? Again, class, just a class. Yeah, dude. that that's the second goal that uh, Dwyer scored. Uh, that's the one where Walks was, was like running backwards. Yeah, he, yeah, he could, just couldn't get there in time. Also, I mean, it was it was Walks. Walks is is definitely taller than Dwyer, so that's why it kind of looked worse that that Dwyer gets his like leaping header over yeah. him. Uh, and uh, but also Brad Guzan, miss, like jumping for the ball, misplaying it. Yeah, it's just like a, a lot of mistakes. I you know I wouldn't say like oh this is Walks' fault. But if Walks is in the right position, that doesn't happen anyway. Uh, sure, but it's also Dom Dwyer, and he's like a freak athlete as yeah. well. So it's like it's it, it was it wasn't an easy shot. It was a long cross, right? Uh, and 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 he put it away. But that that's the thing that was like con- the most concerning is that every time uh, Atlanta scored, Orlando. It, it, like immediately responded. They responded, yeah, and vice versa, by the way, because they both traded the uh, the lead. So sure, much. but but I, I would I, I'm just saying that the the Orlando scored sooner. Yeah, like yeah, no, you're right. They, they didn't like Atlanta didn't have any time to like uh, uh, live in their lead. Yeah, uh, you know, at any time. So it was just a bummer. I, I, uh, uh, all all headers, give a ball headers, uh, and and uh, yeah, does it? I'm just saying, like, the, I think if. Uh, uh, Gonzalez Perez is there. Th- those don't go in. That's a, yeah. That's just yeah. That's just my opinion. Uh, but there was another uh, controversial moment. Um, the the foul uh, that uh, no well, the no the non call of a foul. Uh, Amidon is like you know on a breakaway uh, and Jonathan Spector he does he does hit the ball. There's a sliding uh, challenge, but it but, seemed but like he, the, that was ancillary. <laughs> Well, he did get the ball first without yeah, a doubt. But it seemed like he was trying to stop, I mean, you know, and he happened to hit the ball. Sure. Uh, but he did. Didn't it kind of feel like that? I don't know. I, I mean, I think he was definitely going for the ball, but he did go through the player. He did hit He did hit him. Yeah. I, it, it's, you know, I, I know that even if you get the ball first, sometimes they can still call a foul. Yeah, absolutely. This, this kind of looked like a possibility, like this is where you would call it. This looked like one of them where that should have happened, yeah. Because it, it would have been a red card. Yeah. He, he, he was, uh, it was a denial of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. 
Uh, but the referee called no foul. And uh, even though there was a, a good amount of contact. Right. Uh, but he did hit the ball. So I, I think in, in that instance, I'm like, maybe I wouldn't give a red because he did hit the ball first. So I don't think it was an obvious goal scoring opportunity. Mm. Uh, but no call. So I, I, personally watching it, I was kind of fine with it. The the right. the no call because in in my mind I'm like well if you get the ball first and you don't like snap the player's leg yeah it's probably fine yeah it seems like it's not going to be that harmful to not yeah because I, I, yeah. I wouldn't say it was like a violent challenge in any way no no but he did hit he did hit Almirong as he was running forward and he, yeah he, no he, he took out his back leg yeah so his back foot uh yeah I yeah I don't know like if you're listening if you're in if you're in Atlanta if you were at the game you're probably very upset and you probably think it should have been a- <laughs> and if you watch highlights you get even more upset <laughs> um but why be upset when you can come to our event <laughs> huh? but we should talk about Joseph Martinez Joseph Martinez gets another hat trick in this game uh six goals in four days I can't stop talking about it and and they those goals were also miraculous I mean they were gorgeous every single one was like just him uh, just doing the right thing, being being the best player on the field. Yeah. Uh, the first goal, that header, or what's that? I didn't even know. No, that wasn't the first goal. The first goal was from Gressel. Right. Gressel made the cross. They kept the and ball. He, so, yeah, he sort of just like slid into the ball so that it went in the goal. But shouts to Gressel yeah, for just, not giving up on that. Because, I mean, me, I would have been like, well, somebody else go get it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's going to go out. And he just would not stop running at it. And the one thing I love about that is we brought up last week that Gressel sort of touched the ball and it went too far. I, they're starting to learn. Oh, sorry, I just yelled into the microphone. <laughs> I want everyone to hear me. No, they start. They're start- Julian is a saying <laughs> I would not allow anybody speaking. Well, who's saying what? No, <laughs> they're starting to learn how to play on that field. Okay, and it's kind of scary that it only took this long. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, it was a smart play, right? Because it, it looked like it was about to go out of bounds, and he hit it. He hit it behind Bendik. Behind Bendik, straight across the face of the goal, or the mouth of the goal, if you will. Yeah. And the only person who could have touched it was Bendik if he fell backwards. Or what happened, which is Joseph Martinez throwing his body into it. Yeah. It was pretty incredible. It was. Uh, the the second goal, uh, the, the the cross that uh, that uh, that Joseph Martinez, again, he is even smaller than Dom Dwyer. Yeah. And he looked like he got up like a foot higher than Dwyer or Kyle Lyron ever could. He may be smaller, but he has the quads of a Clydesdale. <laughs> it Dwyer, is- too, by the way. Dwyer's... I mean, the, the size of their legs are just like, jeez. Oh, we just we just sit and stare at their legs. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, I'm measuring it in my mind. Uh, <laughs> what are you measuring? Yeah. Who knows what leg you're measuring? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any of the three. Uh, <laughs> that is my that is my choice. And I, I will not stand being judged for it. <laughs> and I swear I work at this suit store. <laughs> Uh, that's why I carry this measuring tape with me at all times. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 third goal was also uh, another one that was just like this dude. He's just the best. He's just the he's just the best right now. Uh, and you know he he is in uh, in contention for uh, the Golden Boot, even though he missed like a dozen games. Yeah, uh, which is incredibly impressive. Uh, but that that third goal. Uh, which uh, he 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 got. Uh, it was a pass from Tito Viaba, who who uh, just. I mean, they, it, it's just like you see the chemistry, and it was just yeah. A, it was such a perfect run. And the funny thing about the Viaba that that sort of uh, assist he got, 
he looked happier than Martinez did scoring the goal. Sure. He was like, look, I can't believe he does that with the ball I send him. But there's such you, chemistry is the perfect word for it. There's such chemistry with those guys. Where I look at that and I go, well, how can they be stopped? You know. Yeah, they, there was that. Um, uh, well, I mean, they can be stopped when walks, <laughs> walks, and all the headers <laughs> they, they, yeah. they keep allowing. So they they're not uh, they're not uh, uh, you know impenetrable. Right? Yeah. But the I, I love the moment. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, you said impenetrable. <laughs> that means you can't penetrate. Yeah, well, <laughs> where's Tropic Sound when you need him? Oh, he'll find a way. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he's doing better. <laughs> yeah, I use, we've seen a bunch of photos. Of, a lot of recovery. A lot uh, of recovery. And now we got to worry about another damn hurricane. Yeah. Maria. Oh, boy. All right. Well, Maria, Maria. <laughs> uh, when I'm in you, all I think about. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we got him involved. <laughs> So, uh, but I, I did love that moment because uh, uh, Martinez saw exactly where uh, where Viaba was. Right. Uh, Viaba saw him in return. Uh, the the I, I forgot who was the the center back at that moment, but there was a moment where the the defender just looked away for a second to look at the ball. Yeah. And and Mar- that's the the precise moment that Joseph Martinez was like right now and just turned the afterburners on for that run and and to to the point where as soon as it's almost like as soon as the the defender looked at Tito Viaba he that's when he knew to make the pass you know what yeah. i mean like that that it, it, it is that like unspeakable you can't make that call you're too far away to be like yo yeah joseph when he's done looking yeah, when at he's me. done looking at me just run make that run right yeah. now <laughs> It's 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 one of those things where like you know you could teach yourself a lot of skills in soccer. You could teach yourself a lot of things. You don't play by yourself. This these are things you learn just by playing with other people. You know yeah, what I that's mean? Right. Um, again, Tropic Sounders really paying attention now. But <laughs> well, this did, is somebody say play with yourself. <laughs> oh, oh wait, no, no, no that's not what we I said. get to play with other people. <laughs> uh, but you you look at that and you go, these guys play like they've been playing together for you know since they were kids. Yeah, yeah, it, it was uh, it was impressive. So even though uh, you know the the game ended uh with both teams taking away a point it was uh i think both i think both teams played uh some of their best soccer you know defensively obviously some issues but uh i i no i don't think anybody made like some egregious mistake where it's like oh you know they both played pretty well yeah every goal was like they got it. They got. They earned that one. Yeah, I think we could honestly say they both deserved a point each. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, great game overall. Great, uh, great week. Great week of um, great week of games. I mean, like you know, it's funny. Like a lot of the games are going to start not mattering pretty soon, but right now it's just a mad a mad dash for that playoff. Sure. And there's a lot of teams going for it. Anything can still happen, especially in the West Coast. I mean, you know, L.A. No, I'm kidding. That can't happen. <laughs> Come on, that's never going to happen. Uh, well, um, who L.A. just. They lost to Toronto for nothing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, well, just more of the same. They're doing, they're doing what they do. Uh, but this Heaps o- just got fired from LA. I mean, it's a shame. <laughs> it's a shame. It's another phone call. Everybody, it's gonna be rough. Uh, but they, uh, yeah, there's only about um, I think six games left in the MLS season. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm getting a little sad. December 9th is the MLS Cup. Yeah, anybody but. Toronto, come on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I feel like the season's going by pretty, pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, but 
it, it, it has been uh, pretty entertaining. I've been enjoying myself. I can't wait. That means once the season's over, that means we're one step closer to the World Cup, baby. Oh, boy. We're going to Russia. Let's yeah. go to we're Russia. We're going to Russia. Trump is sending us there yeah. as ambassadors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. No, Embarrassing adores. <laughs> anybody has questions, we're ambassadors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. We're diplomats because that means we can commit crimes and not get in trouble for them. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we need that kind of leniency. <laughs> yes, we do. Because <laughs> you can't speak your mind. <laughs> Have you met us? <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you for listening to another episode. And again, just a reminder, Atlanta... Uh, we are going to be there for the Red Clay Comedy Festival. That is September 28th. You have, uh, from from the date of this release, you have eight days uh, yeah. to to get some tickets. So we've we already sold a bunch of tickets, but there's still a, a, a couple left. So make sure you get it because, you know, just some of this fun banter that you're, uh, you're hearing right now, you can get that. And vivo. Oh, my God. You're going to get that right in your face, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Tropic Sounders again. Still paying attention. Um, and listen, if you guys have, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys do anything special before the games. If you have a group of friends um, and you do something specific with tailgates or certain bars you go to, anything at all. Shoot us an email, soccercooligans at gmail.com or tweet at us. Let us know. Invite us. We want to come hang out. We're going to be filming a bunch of videos beforehand. Um, if you want to get in that, uh, we shouts to, you know, uh, Atlanta uh, United Fan TV. We want to be on that. You know, we'll be on anything. We're going to be on a couple of Atlanta based podcasts. So if you guys are listening to this and you happen to be uh, fans of Atlanta United and you listen to Atlanta United specific podcasts, we allow that. Um, in fact, we're going to be on them. Uh, so take a listen to that. Uh, and, you know, we want to we want to go out there. We want to experience how you guys uh, experience a match day. Yeah. So uh, and, and we're going to be uh, doing shows at the festival. So we're going to be in Atlanta doing stuff. So maybe we can all. Yeah. Meet up, hang out. Uh, might be pretty. Dope. Yeah. And remember, if you buy a ticket to our event, it's 10 bucks. We, we try to make it as cheap as possible for you guys. It's 10 bucks. But you could also use that 10 bucks towards uh, getting a pass for the rest of the weekend of shows. So. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I know you guys got a lot of fun stuff to do in Atlanta. We're adding to that. This is another fun thing to do. And all the shows are all in the same little area there. Uh, so it's not that hard to bounce around from show to show. Yeah. Get yourself a pass if you want. If not, if you just want to see us, then just buy tickets to our event. Mm-hmm. Get your ass out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got we already got two people. We got Julian Gressel and Brittany Arnold. And maybe more. To uh, come. And more to come. So there's going to be some uh, little fun surprises. So it'll be fun. So. Uh, all right, guys. So thank you. You're not getting this anywhere else. Folks, you're, you're not. We're the only ones uh, pro- providing that sweet, sweet uh, white. Yeah, yeah. We're selling cocaine. And La cocaína. <laughs> That's how we're forwarding a trip to to uh, Atlanta. That little, we got we got the Hannah Montana. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. You know how we do. We both roll around with that white girl. Uh, so listen, you know you got two bald British guys aren't doing this wearing suit jackets. They're not doing this shit for you. We are. And if they did it, they charge like eighty dollars. Right? We're doing this for ten. We're comedians. We're gonna have a blast. We're gonna try to. Uh, we're gonna try to make this event as big and as uh, as awesome as possible. Exactly. So, and by the way, if you are a supporter group, bring out some swag, man. Bring out some of the Term- Terminus Legion and, and all that other stuff. Uh, the Footy Mob stuff. We want you know people to be able to take pictures of that and uh, you know maybe join your crew or something. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. All gang, right. gang, gang, gang. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Cooling Is. My name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerreros. And together we. What the hell are we? The The Cooligans!